A quick recap of what has happened thus far. Kinsey, Pax, and Roland have been in the Badlands for some time. Yet before that, they were in the garden. They were in the garden. We began this campaign. They were outlaws on the run from Alanistead. They were in the Alanistead territory, all par uh, part of a prisoner transport heading back to Alanistead. That prisoner transport was hijacked by none other than the Dead Man's Gang, led by Rufus Nash. Uh, these three drifters were sort of swept up in the activities of the Dead Man's Gang uh, because the deal they were given was basically join us or die. Um, but but they held a secret, or at least Roland and Pax did, which was the item that the Dead Man's Gang was after at the time was a gun, part of a pair, um, a gun that belonged to a legendary gunslinger from hundreds of years ago named Quentin Lemaire. His two guns, when brought together, apparently can guide people to his resting place. Uh, and the Dead Man's Gang, specifically Rufus Nash, was after that gun. Now... They went through all sorts of trials and tribulations on their way through uh, the Dead Man's Gang. They eliminated them one by one and eventually found their way to freedom, both uh, killing many members of the Dead Man's Gang and eliminating Rufus Nash, only to find out that when he was killed, he was not actually killed because he was what is known as an Everlight, an, an extremely powerful, illuminated person who has the ability to pass their consciousness into an, uh, an object when they die. Uh, turns out Rufus Nash was perhaps not Rufus Nash all along, uh, but some other more ancient being who was inhabiting that body. Now, they moved from the Garden to the Dead Man's Gang, uh, or to the Badlands from the Dead Man's Gang. They were, uh, their, their deaths were, um, uh, faked by Marshal Leonard Yen, who they had helped save from the Dead Man's Gang. Uh, and they ran away from the garden into the Badlands and got into all sorts of fun adventures involving nomad packs and small settlements and snally uh, gasters. And uh, all through the way, they uh, formed into more of an actual team of drifters. And that's when they landed in Tobias Station, right in the heart of the Badlands, this massive, almost city-like way station uh, they found to be <laughs> wanting <laughs> in more moral uh, fortitude. Um, it was led by a woman named Captain Morales, the security chief at the time, uh, and she um, uh, was um, basically manipulating and uh, um, grooming orphans to either work for her corrupt security force or move into working for the criminal syndicates that had a large presence on the station known as the Family. These three drifters decided that wasn't going to work for them, so they set roots into Tobias Station and decided that they were going to do something about Morales. And they did. They, uh, through uh, months of living in Tobias Station as uh, saloon owners, they managed to take out Captain Morales, um, uh, eliminating her and her security force, but also proving that her that she had made uh, arranged for the station master to be murdered uh, years ago. Uh, the station master is the only elected official on Tobias Station, um, and therefore is the only person on Tobias Station with any legal actual authority um, uh, as far as the Fort Dearborn territory is concerned. 
um, and everyone else, like security chief and everyone else who is an official part of the station, are all just his employees. So the station master, Eddie Culpin, has been dead for some time. Once this was revealed and Captain Morales was dealt with, uh, the station mobilized to arrange an election. Uh, two hats have been thrown in the ring for the uh, uh, position of station master. One... Our very own Roland Hollis, uh, who um, has made many deals with many of the families to try and find a balance between making it so that the families can get what they want from Tobias Station and have a station master who uh, understands their criminal activities um, while also taking care of literally everyone else in the Tobias Station because there's a lot of people in Tobias Station who have had it bad for a long time. And Roland has plans to change that. Um, so, <laughs> the other things, the last thing that has happened is that... Um, a specific member of the Fort Dearborn Militia, a man named Ephraim, uh, died mysteriously in Tobias Station, um, uh, later found to be murdered by members of the family and Captain Morales. Um, he hid something here, and only recently have these drifters realized that the thing that Ephraim hid in Tobias Station was the other Quentin Lemaire gun. Uh, and so when they figured that out, they decided they had to find it and they searched all around for it. And it turned out that it had already been discovered by Rufus Nash, who was inhabiting the body of a barfly known as Eli. Uh, and he revealed himself to these three saloon owners in their very own saloon uh, and tried to get the gun from Marshall Leonard Yen that he did not already possess. Um, however, be, uh, through some swift coordination between Leonard Yen and Pax, uh, they were able to stop Eli slash Rufus Nash slash perhaps Owen Lemaire um, uh, from getting his hands on the gun uh, and also stopping him from blowing himself up with the dead man switch that he had in his hand. Um, uh, and uh, he promptly vacated the body of Eli which is surprising because uh, Eli could have been shot dead and Rufus Nash should have survived. But the moment Pax pointed one of Quentin Lemaire's guns at Eli's head, Rufus Nash ran away. He uh, vacated the body and left a very scared and confused Eli in his wake. Um, we left off with uh, Eli being carted over to where Roland and Kinsey were handcuffed. Roland and Kinsey were promptly unhandcuffed, and Roland uh, disabled the bomb mechanism that was strapped to Eli's chest. That's where we ended the session. Um, tensions are a little high in Umbra's right now, um, and uh, Eli, least of all, um, is panicking. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he is, he is confused. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know who the, th who the, the three of you or, uh, the four of you, uh, including Leonard are, um, you've just pulled a bomb off of his chest and he's like, what the hell is going on? Who the hell are you? Um, we have just collectively saved your life. Would you like a drink? <laughs> uh, Sure, sure, but uh, make it a small one. I don't drink too heavy. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Sure. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Yeah. Sure. And I, I, I get him. 
take I get a, him a small drink very different drink he says i'll take a um uh vodka lemonade i mean I, i've had a few run-ins with the stuff before um i've i've you know fallen off the wagon from time to time but uh uh yeah, something something small i think uh i try to pace myself these days yeah sure okay what's the last thing you remember before you were here i say as i make a drink and hand it to him he sits there he takes a drink for a second he goes i'll never let you mention it uh, like i said and he takes a sip he looks at it doesn't seem to hit him the way he would expected he goes like I said, I I fall off the wagon from time to time. I suppose, I suppose I've been a blackout drunk. I'm sorry for any trouble I caused you, and whatever. Apparently, you pointing that gun at me, miss, sobered me right up. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't feel nothing now. But uh, I was a, uh, I was in a bar last I remember. What did it look like? Uh, he describes a bar that you can quickly identify as one of the bars, like in the main level of the station, um, not too far from the lower level. Uh, uh, he's like, yeah, hey, uh, I mean, you know, uh, drinking there, uh, making new friends. You know, time's been hard for a while. Um, you know, well, with uh, fees going up and whatnot. I mean, I don't want to speak ill of the the security chief, but uh. I mean... No, go for it. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose this is just the, f the five of us. Uh, I, I think she's she's steering the station the wrong way. But uh, what am I going to do about it? I'm just a, I'm just a courier and uh, one that uh, finds himself in his cups from time to time for a few months at a time. But, uh, I mean... I couldn't have, I couldn't, I, I didn't have too much to drink prior to coming here. I, I'm sorry for and he looks around the bar and he sees it's like half burned down and like this broken glass <laughs> and everything. He goes, I don't. No, no, that was someone else. Don't worry about it. And he looks around a little bit more and he starts to look around and, he, and like he's, he's soaking it in. He goes, what's the name of this bar? Uh, this is Umbras. 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 What? Oh, no. Did I find my way up to the upper crust? No, I couldn't have. He says looking at the damage on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um so, can I can I get a read on him real quick? If I tell him a ghost has possessed him for some time now, is this gonna break this man? <laughs> uh yeah, go go ahead. Um God. So I guess it's it mm, I'll make I'll let you roll blend at a minus two or discipline. Because he's not like he's not doing a social thing at you at all. You're simply blend at a minus two it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, no. This is this is just empathetic, right? Oh yeah, it's totally just empathetic. You have you have the empathetic talent. Perfect. Okay. Um, that's three hits. Cool. Uh, it won't break him. He will be confused, um, <laughs> <laughs> and a little frightened, and uh, he'll definitely want some more to drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the read you get on this man is he is a, he's a relatively hardworking man from time to time who uh, has a weakness for alcohol that um, uh, apparently just before Rufus uh, jumped in his body, 
he was just about to like give in to. <laughs> um, uh, like you, you can understand a little bit, like as he was saying, like, oh, well, you know, I was just having a a drink, and like, you know, he's like when he was thinking, like, oh, I'm trying to take it easy, like that was all, like, you know, basically, probably like around the time that he lo loses his memory, he probably was like five drinks deep, uh, like <laughs> on the beginning of going on like a bender. Um, it, is your name Eli? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm sorry, <laughs> you have me at a disadvantage. Uh, uh, what's your name? I'm Roland. <laughs> Pleasure to make your acquaintance. I have bad news for you, Eli. Um, you've been possessed for a number of months by a, well, there's really no other way to put it, a ghost. Uh, <laughs> Do you want the detailed version or sort of the broad strokes? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. You're talking the supernatural and uh, ghosts, and uh, I, I'm. And he looks at like he sees a, a room of of, of four people who are all just like genuinely looking at him. Like no one's. He's like expecting someone to be like, ah, oh, we're just kidding you. But everyone's like, yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't what. I guess start with the broad strokes. Okay. So, uh, you know, there are illuminated people on this world, yes? Oh, yeah, sure. Powers, sure. Yeah. So sometimes they grow quite powerful, and when they die, they don't die. Their mind goes somewhere else and survives in, a, in, a, in an object. And from there, they can... Well, they can possess people who come into contact with said object. This is what has happened to you. <laughs> to, like, buy himself some time, he grabs the, like, vodka lemonade that you made him and, like, drinks it with a slightly shaky hand, like, just chugs it down and, like, sets it down, slides the glass over towards you. <laughs> Perhaps I'd better fix you some coffee, Eli. Um, sure. It might do your body good. And I'll, I'll go in the back and, and fix us all in a nice piping hot cup. I don't, I don't understand. How, how long I've been possessed? How, how, what, how long it has it been? Um, months at least. Months? Ah, oh, hell. Well... I guess it was a good thing that I had all my things in affair before I, all my affairs in order before I uh, went to that bar. I don't. Why though? Why me? Who? You said it was a an, a, a a shine ghost. Who was it? Uh. Why they? What do I? What? What did I do? Stumbled into the wrong place at the wrong time. That's all. Unless you're not, you're not secretly like a treasure hunter and have intricate knowledge of old world gunslinger artifacts. <laughs> no, if you think I was, you think I'd be pulling a wagon from here to Las Brasas twice a month? No, I didn't. I don't think that was likely. Wrong place, wrong time, Eli. 
Hell, I guess I count myself lucky. He says, like, glancing towards the explosive devices that were strapped around his chest. I didn't hurt no one, did I? I don't think so. All right. He looks at, like, the glass for a second. And then kind of says more to himself than anyone else. He goes, coffee would be nice. You're muted, sir. You're muted. Uh, and Kinsey will come back with all of his coffee. Thank you. Uh, sorry. What's, uh, uh, you know me, I'm, I'm Eli, but I don't know the, the rest of you. Y'all so kind. He takes a sip of the coffee. He goes, what's your name, sir? K- Kinsey McCharlotte. Pleasure. Pleasure's all mine, Eli. And uh, you reach out your hand to shake his, and he starts to reach out his hand, and then like kind of pulls back for a second in like hesitation, and like blinks a couple times, and then shakes your hand. He goes, "Sorry, sir. Pleasure to make your acquaintance." Hold on. Wait. You remembered something. I, I can see it in your face. It's a book. <laughs> <laughs> I just. It was. Well, you asked where I was, last thing I remember. I remember being up there in the saloon for a little bit, but I, I, met, I, I met someone. Uh, she, she was nice, a friendly, friendly company. Um, and, uh, well, when she... I don't remember her saying her name. But she asked me mine, and then she put out her hand to shake my hand. And as I said my name, well, that's that's the last thing I remember. What did she uh, look like? Yeah, nice lady. Hmm. Um, a li- little younger than me, but uh, older than you, miss. He, he says, pointing at Pax. And, um, well, she, uh, she just was there having a drink, and we got to chatting, didn't chat for too long before she asked me my name, and that's, that's it. It was, it was, it was strange. I I don't remember hearing her answer. It was just, that's the last thing that I was here. you um could you describe her face um well it was it was pretty to look at uh which you know i counted myself lucky that she was even paying me any mind it's not too often i have a conversation with anyone of any uh standard um but uh well uh she she had a dark hair uh, I think she 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 wore it back. At the, I can't tell how long it was, um, but uh, I mean she wasn't like she fit in. She looked like just anybody else who rolled through town. I mean, I, I guess if I was to make a guess, I'd say she was like a a drifter. She seemed a little kitted out, but uh, I, I what about her guns? She did have an iron. Uh, it was a it was a nice piece, I suppose. Uh, uh, 
more modern sensibility. Nothing, nothing to write home about though. Um, and uh, and she had a big old, big old knife on her other hip, but uh, and he like describes a little bit more like her outfit and everything. Nothing is ringing a bell. It doesn't sound like anyone you guys have ever heard of or seen. Mm-hmm. She had a strange tattoo on her on her hand though. I didn't quite get a a good look at it, but um, it went up her sleeve. It was it was kind of a circle. There was something in the circle, and it kind of ran up her forearm. But I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't looking too hard at her ink. Uh, you know, I was just happy to be talking to her, trying to be a gentleman. You know. Um, is that is that symbol anything significant that I, I can think of? I don't think there's a reason for you to roll lore. You've rolled a lot of lore tests around like Rufus Nash's whole thing up to now. It, it could be all manner of things. But it's not like, oh, that's the symbol of this organization. Right? Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's just somebody got a tattoo that they liked. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't be more help. No, Eli, like, you've been sorry. tremendous help. <laughs> all right. You've been through quite the ordeal, my friend. We're, we're just... I suppose we're glad you're back. Well, I don't know what back is, but this is one shithole of a saloon. <laughs> it's seen better days. Ah, well, you should have seen it when it was Finnegan's. I, I did. I, did. I, I remember Finnegan's. I've been to Finnegan's. Oh, I'm in, I'm in 23B. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't stray too far from the old path then. <laughs> uh he he takes his drink and and um i'll have everyone go ahead and roll observe at a minus four i roll they're dying i forgot i still had hit point damage uh i have three hits Okay. Ooh. Should I spend grit on this test? I mean, you know what? I've got seven grit. I'm going to play to the gallery. Okay. Um. Kinsey has two hits. Okay. So, uh, you, you got two hits, Kinsey. Roland, you got three packs. What'd you get? Sorry, three hits. Okay. Kinsey and Roland got three. One. Okay. So packs, you don't notice anything else. Um, you notice his hands have started, stopped trembling a little bit as he's like taking a sip. Um, uh, and, uh, like you get the impression that like, He's handling this pretty well, but you also get like this kind of sad like sense of like he's probably handling this pretty well because he's a person who's blacked out a lot and like is he's kind of going he's kind of put his mind into that mode um, uh, where he's like calmed down a little bit and is like, all right, let's do a fact finding mission. Who did I hurt? Did I do anything dumb? Like that kind of stuff. 
Um, and he's kind of shoving away the like, there was a ghost in me, like out of the <laughs> uh, out of his brain for now. Um, but Kinsey and Roland, uh, the two of you notice uh, something different about uh, Eli. Um, it's it's easier to notice as he raises his hands to take a sip of the coffee um, by the fact that uh, uh, there's a mark that indicates something is missing. Uh, you see his hands are, you know, relatively dirty and a little bit suntanned, but they're uh, uh, missing on his ring finger or not his ring finger, his uh, his pinky finger. Um, there's he he had a ring. He used to wear a ring. It never really struck you as anything too crazy before, um, but uh, it was it was like a nice-ish ring. It kind of looked, had like a gold bronze-ish color to it, but it was two-toned. It was like two metals kind of melted together. There's like bronze gold on one side, and there's like kind of a wavy line between that and like a more of a like dark steel. Um, and uh, he wore it on his pinky finger, and you notice that it's missing because you can see like the kind of tan line and the clean line <laughs> where it was before. Eli, yeah. Um, your uh, your ring. What ring? On the pinky. What? And he looks down. And he goes. He sees like it's pretty clear, like that there was something yeah. there. He goes, "The hell? You don't own a ring for your pinky, do you?" Hell no. What? Do I look like a fellow that likes to fancy himself up? <laughs> It uh, starts like wiping the smudge off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny for you, um, but from my point of view, a two hundred year old dead man has just proven that his only advantage is that he's quite hard to kill. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand your meaning, sir. But uh, happy to happy to help a a kind fella laugh, one way or another. <laughs> Um, I, I like pop out my Omni tool. I I assume it has like like a feature where I can just sort of sketch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I draw Rufus's ring to the best of my memory. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, you draw. You kind of put those waves in. Um, you're able to kind of it's basically you put it in like in like design mode. So you're able to be like, yeah. I'm gonna craft this ring, <laughs> and like, and uh, you're able to even add color to it on the like little like holographic uh the like hologram that's like kind of uh, projecting from your omni tool um and so you you do a, a decent enough rendition ladies and gentlemen i give you owen the mayor's house hey yeah she the the lady the lady i met she was wearing a ring like that uh-huh Very smart. Very, very smart. I'm missing something. So the way ghosts work... <laughs> I don't want to speak, actually, for all ghosts. There's really no telling what's out there on this wild, weird world we live on. <laughs> the way the ghosts I'm familiar with work... <laughs> when they die, their mind passes into an object nearby them. Um, and it's from there they project themselves. This is it. She had a ghost ring? 
She had a ghost ring, Eli. Why'd she... But I don't under... Why has this ghost got me here in a burnt-down bar in the lower levels in 23B? I mean... Uh, hey, if there's ever a cursed place, I suppose, and by a station, it's 23B. <laughs> because the only thing he's learned in 200 years is that persistence typically works. He, he came for us. I We have made enemies of a ghost. <laughs> and that ghost has just told us how to kill him. Um, do you think he holds a grunge against old uh, Eli? It would surprise me if he thought of you at all. All right, I'll take that. That's good. That's good. He news. means it as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. No. I no. No. I mean I, it as a compliment. I don't want no ghost being angry at me. I mean, if you if y'all want to kill a ghost, you will go ahead at it. I. I. Uh, well, I gotta get back to work. I gotta, I gotta, why? Well, so, some things have changed since you last did some work as yourself. All right. Sort of, uh, you know what? No bad news. It's all good news. There's going to be an election soon. Say <laughs> it was just and a few I, months. <laughs> and I explain <laughs> the current political situation in Tobias Station. Broad strokes. Right, right. <laughs> He listens, like, fervently, and he goes, Well, thank Alana. Uh, I mean, I've been saying for, for a while to anyone that would listen to me, which, you know, ain't many people. Uh, I've been saying for a while that, uh, that, uh, Security Chief uh, Morales, she she was she was bad news. I, I thought she had something over Mr. Copeland. I didn't realize she'd done him in. You know that's. Oof. But hey, I mean, I'm look. I I'm glad y'all took her down. I'm I miss the. I said I miss the action. It's been a while since I've uh, fought for something that was worth something. <laughs> but uh you know I, I I suppose I was fighting my own battle at the time anywho uh, that's that's good it's good I'm glad and uh hell I mean you saved me from that thing and if uh, you're trying to pull one over on me that's a hell of a hell of a campaign strategy sir so you got my vote <laughs> Thank you very much, Eli. I, I appreciate it. And Eli, you, you've been through quite a lot. And um, I know you didn't have exactly a say in much of it, but we, we, we do appreciate you as a person. And uh, just to, as, as, a, as a branch of our goodwill, come back for a meal anytime you want. And it's on, it's on the house. Saloon that serves good meals. All right, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I imagine you will. Looking, looking at the place, I'd say it's probably... Uh, I would expect the meals to be on the same par as the militia rations they used to give us. <laughs> Slightly better than that. 
All right. Well, then. Um, suppose y'all don't know if I still got my old apartment uh, two wings over. Well, hold on. Let me check. I open up Morales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, you do see that uh, two wings over in the lower levels, uh, there is one of the residential listings is for Eli. Uh, he still has his apartment. Hey, looks like your ghost paid rent. All right. Uh, well, I'm not going to ask where the money came from. Um, if it's all the same to the four of you, I, I mean, this is, this is an awful lot to, to soak in. So... Uh, uh, I think I'm gonna head home and get some shut eye. Yeah, that uh, that seems good. Take a yeah. lie down. Feel awful tired. Oh, you've had a long day. <laughs> you didn't even get to do most of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you though for not just shooting me and you know when you when you saw me. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad, I suppose, that uh, none of you gunslingers. <laughs> and he, like, stands up and kind of, like, brushes his, his, like, pants a little bit. And he goes, all right, well, as far as first meetings go, <laughs> this one was not the worst. <laughs> uh, good luck with the election, sir. And uh, good luck with, you know, everything. Yeah. Hope you kill the ghost. And then he walks <laughs> out. <laughs> Why? Why did he run? What do you mean? I mean, that's not how... That's not how ghosts work. <laughs> I assumed the two of you did like a cool double team maneuver on the stairs or something. And but it's like, like a slight grin on Leonard's face. <laughs> <laughs> but like he said it right here, and I'm I, you know, I know a bit about this, and he believed it when he said it. He was ready to blow himself up and come back in a different body and sift through the mess. Why did he run? Leonard seems stumped. I don't know. Well, what what happened? What did? Well, uh, Leonard popped the gun out, and I caught it. And he got the a hand on Rufus's hand, so he couldn't let go. And then I just was going to shoot him. I got the drop on him. Yeah, I was confused at first. I, I mean, I... I had a hold of the hand, and I, I figured, you know, there was some all manner of illuminated nonsense Rufus could do to 
stop me from holding down his hand. But then uh, I thought for the briefest seconds that Pax hesitated for some reason. But then it just turned out Rufus was gone. <laughs> it wasn't the first time that I'd seen him leave a body. You had him at gunpoint and he ran. Yeah. Because he was in danger. Well, I mean, if he didn't blow us up, then, like, we would be looking for him, right? So, and he couldn't, right? (laughs) But if you'd have shot him, he thinks that he would have died. Or it's just really painful. I think blowing himself up, I mean. I mean, like, you, you told me a bit about what happened when we, we ambushed the, the dead man's camp back in the garden. He he stayed right until the end. Yeah. Well, not right until the end. Well. Yeah, old bastard gave Pax a chance to see the man that he had held captive. Yeah. But at that but point, he, he knew for sure he was going to die. He, he stayed for every... Every bullet, every cut, everything. When he could have just, he could have just run. No, he was, he was afraid. What? This is gonna, this is speculation. I am not the person to like, figure this out for sure. I think that gun can kill him. Or at the very least, he thinks it can. Does a weapon like that exist? Well, our good friend Leonard is holding it, so... (laughs) He's like a little shocked when you... (laughs) He's like... Oh shit! Especially, <laughs> <laughs> we better put that in the host, uh, Hamish. Slots it into his arm. But I've. Do you think that it? It doesn't. I don't think that that's true. Maybe he thinks that, but I don't think it's true. It can't be true. Why? Why not? I don't want it to be. <laughs> Fair enough. If it's a soul-killing gun, I've shot a lot of people with that gun. I think most guns are soul-killing guns. This one, I think, hits ghosts, too. No. <laughs> Look, I know that you aren't religious or spiritual or whatever but like there's a difference like you can tell when there's not anything in the body (laughs) that gun doesn't kill souls guns don't kill souls I mean this one doesn't 
Maybe it just kills Rufus. Yeah. Probably. Either way, it's like a weapon to use against him. And also a beacon that he will never leave us alone. So, that's fun. Yeah, what did he... He called it a, a, a rela, reliquary? I thought that was odd as well. I've done a bit of digging on this. Best I can tell, Lemaire and his, his friends had something. Then they hit it with Lemaire when he died. That's what this Rufus is after all this time? Hell, how dangerous can the guy be? It's taken him 200 years. <laughs> well, he's been doing it for 200 years. So he has persistence, like you said. But he didn't know where the guns were before. Right. He knows you have the gun now. And apparently has the other one. So I think the stakes are higher now, probably than they have been in a while. They were on the opposite ends of the world. So then, right? then Roland was right. I, I should destroy it. You either find him and shoot him or you destroy it. I don't think there's a middle ground now. You know, I did always want the bastard dead. And he glances to you, Pax. He goes, But I have other things I gotta take care of. Maybe destroying the gun's the safest path. What do you think, Pax? I don't think my... I don't think my mind has changed. Alright. But. I'm not the smartest one here, so. I'm gonna go take a walk. As soon as you, like, stand up, like, Leonard stands up, like, a little confused as to whether he should follow you or not. Um, you can come if you want. I just need to not be near that tree. <laughs> should right. go find Harry or something. Well, I can take you to her. Okay. Yeah, she she showed me to a, a some hideout, and then... We caught wind of what was going on, and I, I, well, she was, last I saw her, she was kind of mad at me. She thought maybe I was putting my nose where it didn't belong, but stand by it, says with a smirk. 
After all, she's just, what, like 16? And she ain't the boss of me. <laughs> Say that to her face. <laughs> uh, and Pax and um, Leonard walk out. Leonard leading Pax towards uh, where he last saw Harry. Roland and Kinsey, you're alone in the bar. And the Dressera tree opens up. Well, I know you're not going to help me, so I'm going to go feed the tree. I am not going to help you. <laughs> Some station master you are. <laughs> I'm delegating. <laughs> Kinsey, you pull out the somewhat acrid body of uh, who's who's left? Is no, no, they, we we got rid of the bodies. Uh, no, we got... and Molu helped get rid of them. There was oh uh, yeah, well, the, that's right because we took the last one yeah, out. Yeah, the last uh, one's out. So there's nothing. The tree's just open. You don't have anything to anything to put in it. It's fine. Kenzie, you know you don't need to feed it. It just got so much. Like, these yeah. trees survive in the wild off of small critters. You fed it to people. <laughs> like, you're, you're kind of worried that it might grow beyond its housing now because you overfed <laughs> it. At the very least, it will need to be pruned. So, uh, what's your take? You up for a ghost hunt? I mean, that certainly sounds exciting. Uh, at the very least, I need to drop by uh, the Snake Snake Eye Canyon. Snake Eye Canyon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Snake Eye Canyons, to, technically. Canyons. I need to drop by the Snake Eye Canyons. Uh, perhaps oh, yeah. Tacton Molu mentioned you had some divine purpose or something. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, uh, I think uh, I have some information the rest of the Ophidians would be um, very happy to know about. Do you want to share, or, or is, this a, is this a secret outdoorsman club thing? You see, I like you a lot, Roland, but I don't know if I can tell you this without you laughing in my face. Kinsey, there's a lot of things you can't tell me without me laughing in your face, and you've told me those. Do you know what? Fair point. So, anyway, uh, and I tell him the story about uh, during our fight with Morales, uh, what happened, I, I felt the bullet go through my heart, I felt myself die, and then it was like moving in reverse while flashing back at the, at the same time, just Possible to describe, uh, and there I was, perfectly fine. A moment later, dodging her bullet, and I tell him about Morbu and about uh, my conversation uh, with Tectomolu. Huh? I, you know, I, I've spent literal months researching a long dead gunslinger and his now apparent ghost son. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm pretty knowledgeable, I think, about sort of, you know, lost lore in that category and about the powers of luminescence on Manifest as sort of like through that lens. Right. I have no goddamn clue what's happening to you. <laughs> because I'm, I mean, I don't think I'm illuminated. I don't feel as though I'm illuminated, but I 
these these things keep happening. I mean, I made, I didn't even tell you, I made like a special crazy healing rock in the middle of a, of a of an oasis and it just popped up and somehow I knew I could do it. Huh. <laughs> well, I... Not that you weren't important before, but I guess you're like capital V very important now, it seems. <laughs> I mean, says the next station master of Tobias Station, you you changed so many people's futures. Didn't think you went back in time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, this they seem about the same same level of importance to me. That's I don't really understand politics, but it, it seems like you've 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 got a purpose too. You're, you're very generous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's I was just going to restate something. I'm I'm going to go hang out with the Ophidians, and then who knows about ghost hunting later? <laughs> uh, Pax, you're walking with Leonard. Um. This is actually uh, wasn't too far from the saloon. Um, she said that she would hang out there till the dust settled. I suppose maybe the dust has settled, so you know, don't get your hopes up. Um, but uh, he walks over to what looks like an empty wall, uh, and he knocks three times and goes, "It's a. This used to be an apartment, and it got closed off because." Um, uh, well, some with the vents, I don't know, but uh, and the paneling goes like creaks out and opens up, and you see uh, Jojo and Slim looking up at you. Hey, hey, you're looking for Harry. Is she here? No, she left to. Uh... Did you hear that really big gun? Yeah. She left around then. But that was yesterday. She said she was going to either find you or Salem, one or the other. Okay. Um. Have you eaten? Right. Yeah, no, we, we, got, we got food here. This is a... Well, I mean, hey, come on in. And they, like, step back. You have to kind of duck and walk in. And uh, Leonard says, this is uh, apparently uh, the hub for uh, most of the, uh, well, the the kids, I guess. And uh, you walk in, you see, like, six other kids just kind of, like, it's, like, two apartments with a broken down wall in between them. And just, like, like bunks on bunks of, like, this kind of, like, crammed little, like, sheets hanging from areas and like uh like there's no actual power coming to this area they've like set up like some lights on like a generator um and they're just kind of like it's like a bunch of kids ranging from like 9 years old to like Harry's age just kind of like sitting around in this like little area and he goes this apparently is where they come when uh when uh things things get really bad let me tell you i did not receive a warm reception but uh harry set them to it Okay. And uh, one of them yells, another, another big gun? Another adult? 
Get out of here! <laughs> what's, what's, we're gonna have to make up a whole new place! And JoJo's like, now y'all need me to remember what Harry said? Alright? These adults, they're different. It's fine. She's training Harry. Harry's, she's the one who trained Harry how to do that thing y'all saw with the box. Hi. Well, and like you recognize a handful of them from the hotel, but not all of them. Sure. Okay. And like some of them are starting to like whisper. One of them's like, hey, stick lady. <laughs> hey, knife stick boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Harry ain't here. Okay. How's everything out there? It sounds like it's. Gotten more or less under control. Yeah, um, well, Captain Morales is gone. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> uh, and so is um, Leo Riggs and a bunch of the other security team. So um, you don't have to work for her anymore. Who are we going to work for? Who's going to feed us? Well, um, for those of you who weren't up in the hotel, um, you can always um, come to Umbra's if you're hungry. It's right down, it's right down the corridor. And um, we're going we're gonna to settle up and, and take care of all of you. So I'm not like your new mom or anything, but like, you know, I'm making sure that why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, letter, letter, letter takes her hand and goes, she's busy. But that doesn't mean I don't care. Um, we're going we're gonna to sort it out. So uh, if you need anything, you can, you can come to Umbra's. And um, we'll figure something out, okay? And if there are two, there are two, two men who are there, and they're kind of poopy heads, but um, <laughs> they'll just tell them that Pac sent you, and it'll be okay. I hear one of them's gonna be station master. He might be. He might be. Um. But we'll see. You never know how an election will go. I think. Um, does anybody need food? Is anybody well, hungry or thirsty? We don't need anything from you, Grandma. All right. Thing is, is that the the doors open, folks. But do it. If, They're gonna give us more food later. Look, Morales is gone. We have to listen to her. Umbers, you said, right? Yeah. All right. Well, What's well, your name? The one with all the attitude. Brit. Brit. Yeah. I'm second the... biggest after Harry. Sure. 
I'm in charge here while she's gone. Are Ain't you? no one said you was in charge, Brit. Yeah, like <laughs> she said to listen to JoJo and Slim. Shut up. I'm in charge. Yeah? Yeah. You make all the important decisions? I... I do when Harry ain't here, and what I see is two adults walking into our sanctum and telling us they're going to take care of us, and we heard that before. Ain't we? And we heard that before. Sound like Morales. Hmm. But I'm not asking for anything in trade. Am yeah. I? Not asking anything Ever? yet. Well, what do you think I'd ask for? I don't know. Morales had us do stuff. Yeah. I don't need you to do stuff. Unlike Morales, I'm super capable. My I, friends are super capable. I ain't no free meal, lady. Why not? This ain't the way the world works. People have mm. stuff, they want stuff. Right. So, uh, uh, the thing is, is that you don't, like, what are you, 15, 14? 15 and a half. 15 and a half. So the thing that you don't know, right, because you're out in the middle of the Badlands, there ain't no place for you to go. So you know what the world is here. And that's absolutely, without a doubt, very good. Except for you've been in this room for the past 48 hours. And so what you don't know is that me and my friends made a change to the world. For you. For all of you. It's why we did it. It's why Morales is gone. Because we saw you and thought that ain't right. They should have free meals and they should go to school if they want to or learn a trade if they want to. And, uh, and so, yeah, the world before there was no such thing as a free meal. Y'all didn't even know how to play basic games that most people learn because Morales had you. Running ragged, working for scraps. And that's all you could do. And it was great. You did a good job. But you deserve more. So you can be big and tough and, you know, in charge. Or you could admit that maybe you'd just like your life to be a little easier. And I'm not trying to convince you. I'm telling you what your options are. You can fight me. You with a family? No. I'm not. And what good are you? Because you want a future with the family? Okay, take care of theirs. There's also die. A lot. Not everybody gets to be a special pet. Listen.
you've had a rough break. And if you want things to stay the same, go to Salem Bahara. Work for him. And he will give you the future you deserve for asking for what what he gives you. You could stay here and learn a thing and have a better life. So it's up to you. I I will not make this choice for you, but don't you go, dare make that choice for these kids. You feel a tug on your like jacket and you look down and you see Jojo looking up at you. He goes, Hey, what we don't have a school or what's the word? Uh, orf, orphanage? They don't, they don't have that here. I, I heard some, some places do, some settlements do, but, uh, well, it's a buy station. They got tutors and they're expensive. Yeah. Well, part of the thing that do you remember do you remember Kinsey and Roland? Yeah, meet, the one with the them? tattoos and the and the one with the the hair? Yeah. So their whole plan is to win the election so they can bring you a school with a teacher and a safe place for you to stay. If you kill the the security chief, do you get to be in charge? No. That's not how democracy works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Okay. No, the the person who gets to be in charge is the person that people think are is going to do the best job at being in charge. Well, I think I think Roman and and Kenzer is, are going to do a good job. Me too. That for me, okay, I I let should, they're good people. And like everyone's kind of looking at Jojo and he immediately gets like really nervous as he like kind of shouts out to the group and he just kind of like hugs into your leg as everyone's like a little confused as yeah. to what he was and saying. And I like pat him a little bit. Listen, you all get to make your own choices, but I'm here to help you. That's the whole, it's literally the reason I am here. And I'm not perfect, but I will do my best to make sure that you're set up and okay. And don't let Brit make choices about your future for you. Hey! Brit, you, what? <laughs> Fight me, bro. <laughs> you think you're an adult? You think you're a grown-up? You think that you can make choices for these kids? Then maybe make the right ones. That's why Harry's in charge. Harry, Harry puts me in charge when I'm away. No one puts you in charge when she's away, <laughs> Harry. Listen, I'm not good at telling lies, and you are a terrible liar. He sits down. <laughs> if you need something. Come Go to Umbra's. Umbra's. Slim says, kind of nodding. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And tell Harry that if she comes back before I find her, I'm looking for her. She says she was miss meeting with Mr. Bahara to see what was going on. 
But she was also trying to find you, so I imagine she'll find you. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Be safe, and if you need anything, like I said, numbers is right there. Well, we're going to stay here. Her told us all to stay here till she came back. But if we run out of food, we might come to Umbra's. Yeah, that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Okay. She, Just don't touch she the tree. for Harry. She's her teacher. <laughs> Just don't touch the tree. <laughs> don't touch the tree. <laughs> <laughs> no one heard you say don't touch the tree <laughs> as, <laughs> as you're leaving with Leonard. <laughs> Oh my god. And I like give Jojo a little pat on the head before I go. He's he like, so cute. He walks with you all the way to the end, like holding on to your jacket and then let's go as you leave. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> you alright? It's like arguing with Roland. It's like all the children together make a Roland. It's so hard. Kind of is. I, I always thought of Roland as 12 children in a trench coat myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think you did some good. And if you think Umbers can float these kids, who's going to run it? Or three of you staying here this whole time? I mean, I know Roland's, Roland's going to have his hands full with Station Master, and Kenzie's got to go back to the clan. Are you... I don't know. I, I don't really have a plan. I got to well, have you know what? a kid, and then you know what? I you, have plans. You don't, have to, you don't have to make any plans, at least until the end of tomorrow. Just wait. Just wait. I, I told you I'd take care of things. I mean to. <laughs> I mean, I can... I can take care of myself. And no one arguing that. I saw you take an arrow to the throat and walk away five minutes later. Right? You could... Take on the whole family. You could kill Rufus Nash with a baby in your belly. I, I, no one's, no one's second guessing that. But there's some things you can't take on alone, and for those things, I aim to help. <laughs> so, well, I, it's, I guess, yeah, I guess the the thing is, is that those just kids need a safe place with air and power to sleep and a teacher to teach them things and if Roland can do that can set that up if he wins then I don't let's have hope, to stay I don't know where I would go but let's hope Roland made the deals he needed to to be able to end up a station master yeah, I just okay. hope he didn't make too many deals. Knowing him, even if he did, he'd find a way through. Yeah. It's going to be all right. It's getting late. We should rest up. I uh, am not tired. <laughs> not even a little bit. 
but that's um to be expected because i am exhausted but um you know those tonics i guess the doc said um like three nights of basically not sleeping so give you something whatever. else for the pain? Uh, tonic but um she roland asked the same question and said there would be like crazy side effects and nightmares and like talking and screaming in your sleep and stuff and she didn't recommend it so just all right it's the it's the peril of staying alive i guess you ever played chess um yeah a lot I'm not good at it. <laughs> well, growing up as a yen, you're kind of forced to get good at it. I can teach you some stuff. We can do that tonight. Let's go back to the bar. And if you can't sleep, you can at least relax. Right? Okay. All right. Come on, then. And you two start walking back to the saloon. Uh, Roland and Kinsey, you guys get into anything else uh, after the conversation you were having? Or Kinsey, if if you're not staying here, we have to get rid of the tree. <laughs> I was afraid you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, luckily for us, we know uh, just the man to uh, to give a full-grown Drosera to. He'll know exactly what to do with it. Okay. Yes, we should... He's not... He has shown historically bad judgment on placement of various plants. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing, as far as I know, nothing's made it out of his laboratory, so that's saying something. That is a, you know, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't think I've told you, he's, he's, he's got some... I think he can pretty much promise uh, a little help with your campaign. If you are uh, running on any kind of platform, which I assume you are, part of that platform can certainly be uh, cleaning up the, uh, the airways for the lower levels, and uh, we have hard evidence that that's possible. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. I knew he could do it. Well, I wasn't so sure, but with my guidance, he got there. <laughs> huh. Well, I guess, I guess that makes sense. He's sort of, sort of like, like the, the planet's voice. Is that, is that what you are? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just might be. How about that? <laughs> uh, door to the saloon. Opens up, and in walks Harry. She sees the two of you, sees the just complete mess <laughs> that the saloon is. She scans the area for a second and goes, Where the hell is Pax? Looking for you. Oh, God. Stay here, she'll come back. Right, okay. I've heard that you're, you got delusions of grandeur and you're going to be station master in two days' time. Okay. The scope of your world is so small. 
that you think one, that's a delusion, and two, that's grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Your scope of the view of the world is too wide to notice that you gotta fix this place up if you're gonna run for a station master. What do you think election day is? You give a speech and then people are going to want to talk to you all day long before they cast their votes. You got to have I'm a place sorry. that looks good. Did a ghost try to kill you 20 minutes ago? I don't care what tried to kill you, Roland. What are you doing right now? Sitting down. Get to work. Come on. All three of us. <laughs> Come on. You guys got to got supplies, right? Look, if you want to win this thing, you got to you got to have you got to put on airs, all right? That's that's what it's not for the people on the lower levels, it's for the people that got to come down to the lower levels. This place has got to look not like this. <laughs> Welcome to politics. <laughs> I'm serious. Do you want a job? I mean, Maybe. <laughs> well, Kinsey's the speaks for the planet and packs us to go kill a ghost with a gunslinger boyfriend. I need a chief of staff. Does it pay good? Yeah, probably. Okay. The maybe I'm gonna think on it. All right, you gotta win the election first. Oh, good. Then you still work for the bar, right? Come on, you and me clean this up. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Kinsey, you and Roland, I assume, and uh, uh, Harry get to work. Yeah, we don't have cubes. So like, <laughs> yeah. There's a point, like partway through, where you get like a little bit into it, and then like she's like, "All right, so we're gonna need like a." Like we're gonna need to fix this up, uh, Roland. Where's your stash? And you're like, I don't. I don't oh, know. we turned it into guns for the violent revolution. Mm. Right. Okay. I think I got. I think I got enough that we can stretch it. Um, I'm gonna go get some stuff. Uh, Kinsey, go get some stuff. I, I gotta She's wait. waiting for Pax. Yeah, I gotta wait for Pax, right? A please would be nice. Seeing as how I'm technically your boss still. I don't know. It sounds like I'm chief of staff. Well, you said you were fair, still thinking about it. You didn't accept a job We're going to argue semantics with Kinsey. Are you going to go to, and she like gives you directions yeah. right, to like fine. a secret stash of some machinery cubes that she has? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, as Kinsey gets the supplies and Kinsey, Roland and Harry start like getting to work, just like a montage, putting the like bar back together and covering up some of the cosmetic damage and the real damage, uh, patching up certain things. And there's like certain points where like you kind of decide like it's more important for the bar to look functional than be functional. So maybe we don't fix the soda stream at this moment. Um, like things like that. No one coming in here wants a non-alcoholic drink. They can have just hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Half of them won't even know the difference. Uh, and uh, they, you, the three of you start working on things, uh, and then uh, the door opens up, and Pax and Leonard walk in to kind of a workshop. Um, as uh, as Kinsey, Roland, and Harry are starting to like put the bar back in order, um, 
And that is where we're going to take a brief intermission. Uh, hello and welcome back. Uh, for those of you who might just be joining us, um, Kinsey, Pax, and Roland have been dealing with the aftermath of their encounter with Rufus Nash. Uh, they have uh, found Harry. Harry is helping Kinsey and Roland put the um, uh, put the saloon back in order so that Roland can take visitors during election day. Um, Pax and Leonard made a visit to uh, the secret hideout of all the orphaned children on uh, uh, in Tobias Station. And uh, Pax and Leonard had just made their way back to the saloon, opened it up, and saw Kinsey, Roland, and Harry hard at work. Um, yeah. The, uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, you walk, you walk in, Pax, and... Uh, uh, the, there's like, you know, tools and like clanking going on as they're like doing a little bit of construction. But of course the jukebox is, uh, playing loudly. Uh, a, yes, it is. It is, uh, it's a Joey Rivers song. Uh, it says, that goes a bit like this. <clears throat> you and me, <laughs> we used to be together. Every day together, always. I really feel like I'm losing my best friend. I can't believe this could be the end. Looks <laughs> as though you're letting go. <laughs> and if it's goddamn, and if it's real, well, I don't wanna know. <laughs> don't speak. I know just what you're saying, so please stop explaining. Don't tell me, cause it hurts. <laughs> it keeps going. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but they're all rocking out a bit to it, you know? Welcome to campaign headquarters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looks pretty good. Well, that's kind of you. <laughs> well, it's been like an hour, right? So like... To be fair, it was on fire. Less than twenty-five hours ago. Yeah. Oh, that was that was yesterday. That wasn't was yesterday. Like, That's my name. <laughs> Not to be weird, but like Kinsey, you think you could like block off that tree pretty soon, right? In We've case talked. like small children come around. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Anton Granger. Kinsey has made clear his plans to, even for a little while, leave, which means the tree has to go forever. <laughs> And Roland asked me to be chief of staff. I did. Hey. Congrats. She said she'd think about it, so you may be jumping the gun a bit. Well, congr <laughs> add congratulations on the offer. Thanks. I gotta, I gotta entertain another office, you know. Leave them a little yeah. wanting. <laughs> She's highly desirable in many different occupations. Yeah, you know, so we there. never did talk pay, Roland. <laughs> <clears throat> 
You didn't ask. That was foolish of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, where where the two of you been? Um, in uh, I I met some of your friends down the hall. Ah. Uh, you went to the secret place. Yeah. Nice. What do you think? It used to be really bad. Now I think it's kind of homey. I'd I'd love if it had fresh air and power. Me too. Write yeah. that down, Roland. <laughs> you know. You know why we did all this, right? You know. I don't. I I know you don't need to write it down. Honestly, okay. uh, jokes aside, <laughs> uh, like from. Well, for whatever it means, it means a lot to me. What the four of you? She glances at Leonard. Five of you did. Oh no, there's only four, because that's how math works. This is what happens when you don't have a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, Tommy's looking at four screens and has like, okay, plus one. <laughs> yeah well um of course are are you okay me yeah you yeah i mean you know we hunkered down like you said and when you know the gunshots stopped I uh, looked for you or Salem, and I found Salem. Talked to him for a bit. He caught me up to speed, as far as I know. And then, then I came down here, and I found this place in a sorry state. So, uh, I got the chief and the staff. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you're doing a great job. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. The kids said you ran out when the big guns started firing. So I did. I thought I'd find you on the other end, but it turned out it was Xander. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Kinsey gave him my gun. I suppose you'll be wanting that back, won't you? He did return it. He's returned it already, Kinsey. Oh. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. I was worried. I should probably put that away <laughs> before people come down. Um, so, Kenzie, you're going to go away? I mean, that's kind of the plan, yes. Tekton Mulu uh, thought that I should come back to the canyons. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Yeah. I well, thought I'm... maybe Umbra's was a thing that you were going to keep doing. But that's okay, because Roland can keep owning it, right? Well, I mean, you know, the, the quality of food will certainly not keep to standard, but uh, it's, I it's know not how to cook. <laughs> Look, you may know how to cook, but you don't know how to cook, Rose. 
There's a difference. It seemed important to you, so I let you the whole time. <laughs> That's a hard truth you'll have to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> not if I'm not here. Ah! <laughs> now, I, I don't know where, uh, where my path will lead me, but I know that in the immediate future, that's my plan for now. I mean, I'm, I don't know if we're done with this, uh, with this old ghost and the, what should, what should we call it? The, the tale of the ghost and the gun. How about that? How's that? How's that? Even? Are you writing it down? I mean, it'll take me at least 15 minutes, but I could. <laughs> no. I, yes, How do you spell we can call ghost? it that. Nope, that's fine. Okay, There's an cool. H in it, don't worry. <laughs> Wait, where? Uh, it's the second letter. I'll figure it out. Anyway, the tale of the ghost and the gun, you know, it's got quite a ring to it. And I, I might not be finished with it. Sure. What about you? Aren't you staying? I don't know. Huh. I mean, I, mean, I think Roland's whole thing is kicking me out of here, so. I don't know. I guess we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, if, you, if your plan is to stay here forever, please change your plan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, things are, and I look like over uh, to Leonard for a second, up in the air until tomorrow, I guess, or something. Look, I don't, I don't think it makes any sense for any of y'all to make plans right now. Everything's happening so fast. You still had a lot of ducks to get in a row, right? Mm. What do you know? Rolling that. Let me have this one. <laughs> as far as I know, you're set to be station master of this station. And that comes with a certain amount of legitimacy. A legitimacy that the name Roland Hollis is lacking at oh. this time. I had, it was on my docket of things to discuss with the various people who have backed me that perhaps they might consider what to do about that. Well, give me tomorrow, and hopefully you won't need to discuss it with anyone. That would be great. All right. I think everyone here has earned a little bit of celebration, a little bit of rest. I'm sure the answer is no, but there are a few other names that I would love to hand to you. <laughs> What? What do you mean? We can't. You can't possibly think that Roland, Roland Hollis is the only man I've ever been. God, uh, write him <laughs> on a napkin or something. <laughs> let's have some drinks and let's revel in the it. fact that we're sitting here on the precipice of something new. Right? To buy a station ain't going to be the same. Three days from now. That's because of you three. 
Let's relax. Put on another Joey Rivers song, and I'm teaching uh, Pax a few tricks in chess if uh, anyone wants to join in. Otherwise, we can just relax for a second, and three of you come a long way since I first met you. What, are you proud of them? Is that what you're trying to say? Shut up. <laughs> I, I, this is why I've offered you the job, but like that one you, you're supposed to let sit. <laughs> <laughs> what? He was drawing along. All right, fine. You know? <laughs> Still got a lot to learn, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play some chess. <laughs> with Marshall Leonard Hamish Yen. <laughs> right, so here's the thing. Hamish, ain't no one called me that but my grandma. Okay. It was a family name. She forced it on my mom. She wanted it to be my first name, and that was never going to happen. So my, my mom found you know the middle ground, as it were, with the middle name. Duh. So I, every time you say it, I hear my grandma. Right, literally, no one in my life has ever called me that. It's weird, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Would you like us to stop? I'm gonna go with yes. Okay. Okay. I'll do my best. Kinsey, that's the most I can expect from you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, you're able to have a somewhat relaxing night as uh, as Joey Rivers plays through the bar loudly. Um, some of the classics, you know, you got you got uh, uh, the the wrecking ball song. You got <laughs> got a few other classics. Um, uh, I think but, when riding on a Warwickin plays, I actually stand up on the bar and do like a karaoke type thing. <laughs> for, for when Bobby <laughs> Klein point of the night. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harry's into it too. She's a big fan of Bobby Klein. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, and overall, uh, all of you are able to have uh, a pretty decent night. I think if it... Yeah, let's go for it. You have one final shoot the shit. Oh, no, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God, we're going to get in a fight in the last episode. Easy, there's no time to make it up. Oh, this is no. it. Also, also, all of you can have a grit for excellent role play up until now, which will <laughs> at least allow somebody to maybe make their own luck to get at least one success on this shoot the shit. Maybe. You know, I did raise my personality by one, so it's like, hey, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, let's uh, who's who's rolling shoot the shit with who? You have one final night before the world changes. I I, I have to pick packs. <laughs> I just have to put it all on the line. <laughs> all right, Roland. 
I'm incredibly torn between wanting to complete this triangle one more time and also like really wanting to shoot the shit with both Leonard and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we got plenty of time. Harry is my chief of staff. We can get to know each other later. And like I'll be at the wedding or whatever, so I'll pick Kinsey. <laughs> cool. Everyone, roll a final shoot the shit personality oh God, attribute only test. God, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since you guys have shot the shit. A small, a small thought popped into my head that was like, "What if I shot the moon?" <laughs> I'm not going to. What is the miraculous success you get? <laughs> I don't know. Me and Kinsey have been brothers the whole time. <laughs> what? Um, I have a question. I still have a wound modifier. Does that play into this test? Uh, normally, the, yes, but I'll go change ahead. Change the target? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. I was gonna. I was gonna say maybe not, but then I realized that every time I give you a negative, you roll an explosion. So <laughs> I decided to let you have it. I did roll an explosion. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Final shoot the shit of the campaign. I don't know if I want to set the table or clean up because this is a very good roll. <laughs> it it depends on what Kinsey got is the thing. We gotta like Kinsey, it sounds it. like you're calling the shot. Who should go first? You know what? I'll go first because I decided to make my own luck five times to get three successes. Oh my god. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay. Uh all right. So um uh so you got three successes. So Kinsey, you and Pax bond over something. Uh uh yeah, Joey Rivers is blaring at this point, being like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Caught in a bad romance. <laughs> so I think at this point, like, Roland has given up on us being a team for chess and is, like, totally, like, entrenched with playing with <laughs> it's Leonard. It's like Roland versus Leonard, like, and full I'm, on. Like, I've been, like... I'm going to go get a drink and he's like yeah yeah whatever whatever yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah, All right all right Yen mm -hmm. You ever play speed chess? <laughs> My friend you're looking at someone who's played chess every which way there is to play chess. I make it in the top 10 and Alana said every time. Leonard I'm four of the top 5. <laughs> Well then, sir, you got an Omni tool. Set the clock. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, yeah, Pax, you're coming over to the bar where I assume I'm already making myself a drink. Sure. Yeah. Already sick of the chess game, eh? 
I hung in there. Oh I, no, that's not that's not an insult. I think just as boring as shit. Oh, I think it's kind of nice. I I played it with my dad. Um, I was never good at it, but it's kind of like I don't know. It's something, but I get it. It's hard and. I always lose. <laughs> so it's not actually very fun. <laughs> uh, that's why I uh, I mostly don't play it now. Well, it's nice to have um, fond memories of your parents. I mean, that's, that seems like one of those deeply entrenched ones. Most of my good memories of my parents are fairly new. Well, one parent, anyway. Well, you have your... The people who raised you, right? Those weren't bad no. memories, right? I, I so really, not. you have your like seventy-five percent good parents. <laughs> That's not a bad ratio, I suppose. <laughs> I'm I'm running at fifty percent, so you beat me. It's so complicated, isn't it? I'm trying to reconcile yourself with uh, with the people who raised you and and with the things that they gave you. I mean, I, I didn't care much for for Koenig, but you have to say he was quite the, the charming man. I mean, he I don't know if he truly believed what he was doing was good, but he was damn good at it. Yeah. Maybe I, I should mean... send... I'm sorry, what? No, go. Uh, maybe I'll just send the McCharlotte to LRC or something. It has been a moment since I've been back to the homestead. I I bet they'd love to hear from you. I know they would. You should... You should do that. <laughs> I'd love to be able to talk to my dad again. Sorry, that was awkward and weird and like... No, 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 no. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm like all in my head about... Parenting. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. yeah, well. Oh my god, can you? No, you can't yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not sorry. I can understand why is what I meant. No, 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 no. You, you look great. I'm, okay, well, not yeah, great. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I you. get it. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. I know it's kind of up in the air, but uh, I think if, if Leonard's with you, uh, I mean, you've got everything you need. Obviously, you can take care of yourself, and uh, if he's there to take care of the rest, I never thought, thought I'd say I'd trust a marshal, but I trust Yen. Kenzie, can I ask you a favor? Yeah, sure. Anything. So, Leonard said he was gonna um, take care of, you know, everything, which I kind of assume is maybe like, I don't know, make sure that we're dead or something, you know, like Legally. Um, But if that doesn't work out, like, I can't do what my mom did to me. 
Um, um, and I, so I kind of was wondering if like, if it all kind of goes that way, I was gonna, um, turn myself in. And I wondered if you would, um, if you would maybe help him, it, them, or like, you know, like, I know you didn't, you don't, you have your own stuff, but like, you're like, the nomads as dysfunctional as they are, um, I feel like have like a pretty good thing going on in there in the Badlands. And so like, nobody would come looking for it, her, him, them. And so maybe you could, would you do that? Are you asking me to be the godfather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. This is the greatest honor that anyone could ever bestow upon me. And I've come back from the dead. <laughs> 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 oh, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, that's a story I haven't heard. But like, but... I get what your sentiment is. <laughs> I, of 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 course, in any possible way that I can. Okay. Uh, I'm there for your entire family, Pax. You're my roadkin, and if you're my roadkin, Leonard's my roadkin, and your child is absolutely my roadkin. Okay. And you make sure that they learn how to read and write before you did. <laughs> that, of course, absolutely. And uh, I promise to practice every day so that I'll be, uh, I'll be a good teacher. Okay, and you can't take it clue hunting until it's like at least ten. Oh, sorry. You can't. Now, we can build for squonk, though, in the meantime, right? No! Oh, come no on. deep just, ravines, no gonna... sky high crazy things. You just He's got to learn how to survive it's somehow. Got to you stay alive long enough. You're right. I'll quit while I'm ahead. While I'm ahead, you're absolutely right. Okay. But ten on the tenth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You'll be careful, Pax. You'll do just fine. Yeah, we'll see how it... Maybe it'll be nothing, and then you'll just have a cool title, and Roland will be jealous. So, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so. Also, um, I think I'm going to sell my portion of the bar to... Harry. So, look over to Harry. What's this A seven thing? What? Is, there's no numbers on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, 
Harry, <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Sit down and watch. Sit down and watch and learn. I've been watching. I ain't learning nothing. <laughs> I thought this was a thinker's game. This is nothing. This is just moving pieces around. <laughs> Stop looking at the pieces, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a that's a good move. Yeah. If anybody cares about the bar as much as we do, no, she certainly. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without it, really. Yeah. So. Anyway. Can you pour me some water? Yeah, like for it. sure. Of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pax, who did you pick? Roland. How many successes did you roll? Two. Roland, you get to learn something about Pax. What is it you don't know? I don't know. Pick as, something for as me. As the night carries on and a Deanna, a Deanna Ricci song plays over the, uh, the jukebox, uh, the two of you find some time apart from everyone else. She's like, Snow glows on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint. To be seen. Kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. <laughs> the wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in. Heaven knows I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win? Um. Yeah. Is that a lie? No. <laughs> He's very good. A little cautious, but good. I imagine he'd say you're too reckless. Oh, certainly. <laughs> Do you want a drink? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Dealer's choice. I am so thirsty. Um, well, I'm having water. Um, I don't know. Um, which one was the one that he said was really bad? Uh, oh, gin. Okay, not that one, I guess. And I'll pour something else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that we should destroy the gun. I don't really want it. Then I... I think you have to find someone to give it to you, then. Yeah, that's kind of what I was afraid of. <laughs> I, um... I just, it's the, I think if we destroy it, all that does is it means we are without protection from him because he'll come for us either way to find out what happened to it. 
Ultra. I don't care about whatever treasure it is or whatever. It really doesn't matter to me. It's not going to change anything for me. I don't know. I guess that's selfish a little bit. Because, like, it's probably better for the world if he can never find it or something. Well. He's got all the time in the world. And he doesn't seem to have picked up many tricks in 200 years, but. Given enough time, anyone can learn anything, I guess. I think the unfortunate truth is that gun is a job offer. And if you don't want it, I think you have to find someone who does. I don't think I can take it, is the thing. That's okay. I want it. He's. Yeah. <laughs> He's a weird guy and e evil and has a weird, <laughs> I don't, it feels like he cares about me and I don't like that. <laughs> so I don't, but also I have, I think I have other plans. <laughs> I you you and Leonard should go and find your happy ending. Whether Leonard pulls diplomatic strings and everything works out, or you conk him over the head and convince him to do what's right and run off to the Badlands so you can have a, a real life together. Either of those are fine, but you should do one of them. Yeah, well, I mean, it. You know, I think. I think we'll just have to wait and see. I'm not. I. If everything works out, then maybe we'll go searching for him. Or he'll probably come to us. But. It kind of just depends on how things fall, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I I feel like I, I feel like you are hoping for something that isn't necessarily going to come to pass. I don't think that I, I don't think this debt can just like carry on forever is the thing. Like my family can't just be cursed <laughs> forever no. no of course not i would never suggest that you be cursed forever no that's terrible sorry your happy ending is either everything works out with leonard and you go and live in alonestead presumably and have a wonderful life with your child and your boyfriend and everything is great and there's flowers everywhere and it's wonderful. <laughs>
Well, it doesn't work out with Leonard's strings he's trying to pull, and he says, well, no, I've got to try something else, and then you hit him over the head and you take him to the Badlands, and I fix it. You can't fix everything. And you don't have to. No I know that you're doing everything. all of this stuff for me and Kinsey, but you don't have to. I don't know why. You have other options. You're missing the... I do have to. And it's... It's not, in a roundabout way, it's for you and Kinsey, but it's, it's not really. I have to. Because the two of you are my family, and you protect your family. And even if it wasn't that, the two of you have saved my life. Dozens of times over. And it's really just a wonderful, nice bow on top if I can save yours forever all at once. <laughs> this is a thing that I can do. It's a thing I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it for me because I can't bear it to not. Because of what it means for the two of you. So it's for you, but it's because of me. Okay. <laughs> I Good. promise that's the last time I'm going to try and talk you out of this. I just, you want us to be happy, and I just want the same for you as well. I'll figure something out. I mean, is, is there anything that would make you happy? Do you know when you and Kinsey were in the car? I imagine certain you were going to die in a terrible crash. Yes, that, multiple times. <laughs> that, not that you being certain you're going to die, but <laughs> that makes me happy that car as fast as it can possibly go in terrain that it has no business traversing when nothing else in the world matters you either crash or you live that i enjoy quite a bit but this this i can do for a while Okay. Besides, someone has to teach Harry how to run this place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roland, you picked Kinsey, correct? I did. How many successes did you roll? I got six. Five million. <laughs> right, Roland and Kinsey, you bond. As the night winds down and Pax and Leonard find themselves tired, Pax, you actually kind of crash really hard at the end of this night. Oh my god, am I getting my hip points back? 
excited. And uh, uh, Harry's already asleep in like one of the bunks. And the, the jukebox is still on. <laughs> and, it, and it kicks on with a song that you never thought you would hear again, Roland. As Bobby Klein's voice rings out with Badlands Road, take me home to the place I belong, Markham's Landing, Lakeside Mama, take me home. Badlands Road. You realize it's a different recording of it. It's got a little bit more of a somber take. Uh, but uh, you burned the cartridge that you thought contained this song. <laughs> uh, and it's just you and Kinsey alone in the bar. Roland, I, I swear, I have no idea how this happened. I, 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 it's not my fault. I didn't know there was another recording. I apologize. Is that true? Yes. Absolutely. No, really, I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not, I've turned it off. I'm looking away. Is that true? I, I, genuinely. Either answer's fine. I'm curious. I might have known that it was on the cartridge, but I was never going to play it again. Kinsey McCharlotte, you have slipped one past me. <laughs> it's been known to happen. Well, no, it hasn't, but no, it now hasn't. It's happened now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not even mad. That's it's impressive. It's good. I feel I feel better about you going off on your own to be an avatar of the elemental forces of manifest, I guess. <laughs> uh, what you didn't think I could do it without you? I say as I uh, pour us a uh, an even pour of of whiskey. Lucid Spark is the virtual light. No, no, I've always known you could do it without me. I just... The light. It's simple. I mean, Kinsey, you're not... You don't have a heart full of guile and, and venom. I just assumed you'd have to shoot more people along the way. But, I mean, you got one past me, so who's to say? Oh, indeed. Maybe you'll make it all right as a uh, station master, too, on your own. I mean, we all know you've got a wicked tongue, but you survived a battle with Captain Morales and Leo Riggs himself. I shot her. I killed her. You did, and I watched you run a, a walker thing into her chopper so that she didn't escape. I mean, who, who would have thought of that with you? I... I'll be honest, I blacked out a little bit in the in the walker. 
<laughs> well, here's to you. Life is old there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Take me home to the come on, Roland. I finish my drink and I wing it at the juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it like turns off. I do not like that song. <laughs> I'll fix it in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> For everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. So um, the day before the election comes around, and all of you having drank a decent amount and stayed up pretty late, uh, you are all awakened together by Marshal Leonard Yen. Um, he starts with Pax, kind of shakes her way. Hey, hey. Hey, yeah. Uh, what? What's up? Uh. I, I need your help. Uh, waking up Roland and Kinsey. If you can take Kinsey, I don't want him to shoot me. <laughs> yeah. All right. And he goes, Roland. You go to Kinsey. He like shakes well and awake. Going, hey, you have a meeting with a judge. Come on. Ow! Ow! Stop! Stop it! What's the attire? <laughs> Not what you're wearing, but you don't have to try too hard. Okay. She's Courtroom a friend. Casual, it is. <laughs> What'd you say? Courtroom casual, it is. <laughs> uh, five more minutes. Leave me alone. Stop Kinsey, flicking my face back. No. Get up. Stop get up. What? Get. Up. get. <laughs> Uh, good morning. Oh, good morning. Do you want breakfast or something? Um, I mean, no. You gotta come Actually, with me, Kinsey. Uh, oh, all right. It's time. It's time you face the letter of the law. Uh, You're with me. Glad I did. Playing a dangerous game. <laughs> he can't tell. I can. <laughs> he grins and he goes, Kinsey, get up. Put on okay, some pants. I'll... I don't need to shoot you, do I? Do you want to? I don't want to, but I will if I have to. Go with the first instinct. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and, uh, as you all get, after you all get dressed, Leonard leads you through the station into the, like the mid level, close to the upper crust into a very nice inn. And he stops in the hallway outside of a room. He goes, I'm at a point to push to Mr. Foster that the judge I wanted to preside over the election was one Cynthia Parker. She's a family friend. Family with a lowercase f. It's an important distinction. Right. She, she's, uh, she's known my, my mother and my father for, well, 
late father for some time. And, uh, well, I called her here because I knew she had some pull. Not just in Fort Dearborn, but in Alonestead as well. And, uh, as soon as she agreed to come here to oversee the election, I made sure to, uh, arrange a meeting with her this morning. And, uh, I dare say I think it went well. So the three of you speak true. Walk in. Honest folk. I've done most of the work for you. Just don't be an ass. Huh. It was targeted. <laughs> Let's go. And he opens up the door and uh, sitting uh, behind uh, uh, not really a desk, more like a table that's been set up um, is a woman in her mid to late 50s. Um, and she uh, looks up at the, the three of you kind of sizing up and goes, well, Leonard, you, these are the three. Goes, yes, ma'am. Steps off to the side. She looks back and looks over her spectacles at the three of you and goes, sit. Take a seat. Leonard has told me a great deal about the three of you. Many a tale. Some I would dare to think exaggerated. But, in the end, he has begun to stir my heart. Now, the three of you owe a debt. Roland Hollis, Kinsey McCharlotte, Patience Davison. And that debt is owed to Alonestead and the Alonestead Territory. Now, you've done a great deal of good here and to buy a station in the Fort Dearborn Territory, which garners you some clout but does not pay off your debt. However, Leonard makes an excellent case. I understand three of you to be people who are washed up in unfortunate circumstances. Perhaps your judgment at the beginning was too cruel. Now, throughout his stories and tales, the young Marshal Yen told me one story of particular importance to me. You found a town named Soldina. town in need of help. A town you could have blown through. You had the fuel, you had the supplies, and yet you stopped. And you decided to engage in what turned out to be a civil war between two nomad packs. I understand later you learned of your... Familial connection to the conflict, Mr. McCharlotte. But prior to that, 
The three of you headed south from Soldina to confront whatever problem laid before you, just solely for the benefit of that town. Your payment, I believe, was nothing but scraps from a wreck. But even that does not interest me. Along the way, you found yourself in a nice, tranquil part of the battle. And there you found something. And L Leonard actually looks a little confused at this point. He goes, A letter, I believe it was. I asked him to spare no detail. Do you have the letter with you? Can you produce it? Yeah. She reaches out her hand. She goes, come on then, child. There you go. She takes the letter, looks at it, pulls out like a letter opener, guides it open. The seal's already been broken at this point. Slides it out, unfolds it, takes some time reading it. She kind of smiles and goes, Fortunately for the three of you, holding it together, I happen to know Miss Mary Winters. Slides it in her envelope. She is my wife. Doesn't go by Winters. Hasn't gone by Winters for some time, but... Before she was married to a kind fella named George Standing, who disappeared some time ago. Holds it out, looks at it, and she goes, I'd much like to deliver this letter to my wife, if it pleases you. Yeah, absolutely. Sets it off to the side, slides it out of uh, out of the way, and goes, How long have you been holding on to that letter, Mr. Hollis? God. Well, a bunch of birds tried to kill me, more or less for it. <laughs> like eight, six or eight months now? It's quite some time. You would think at some point you would have given up the task. I always kind of figured we'd get to it eventually. Well. Fortunately for you, the Yens are well trained in the way of pulling on hot strings, she says, winking at Leonard. And she goes, and because of that, I've pulled on some strings myself. Mr. Hollis, there is no way... In any world that you can become the station master of Fort Dearborn when an entire territory is out for your head. But. Ultimately, I think the good you've done in the world has outweighed most of the evil. And as a result. She pulls out, like, a piece of paper, sets it down, slides it over to the three of you. 
She says, The three of you sign this paper. And all charges against you on the territory of Alanistead will be suspended. The three of you, of course, will be beholden to appear before a judge. One, she checks a note, Chilton Beckford, within the next 100 days to officially receive clemency from the Alanistead territory. During the terms of this agreement, you are bound to travel within Alanistead for the sole purposes of appearing before Chilton Beckford. Once he grants you clemency, you will be allowed to live a free life. And she slides off another paper and she goes, Now, Yen, this is the paper you will need to sign. And with all four of your signatures and your promise to appear before the Honorable Judge Beckford, all of your past sins can be behind you. And you can start a new life. You surely can be a station master of Tobias Station. And the other two... You can live whatever lives you think will give the best future to manifest that you can presume. She says, looking at Pax specifically. This is the best offer the three of you will ever receive. If I recall, Leonard previously attempted to pull strings, and you were mostly consigned to servitude. Leonard's not a judge. <laughs> I am. You'll not go higher than me. No matter how touching your story is, and the people you've helped, she says, glancing towards the envelope that she's taken from you. What's that one? The one that Leonard's to sign? A minor agreement between him and State. The Yen estate accepts liability if the parties in question either do not appear in Beckford's court or engage in any illegal activity prior to their appearance in Beckford's court. The three of you swear to live honorable lives from here on out, and the Yen estate has nothing to fear. Kinsey looks to Roland. Roland is contemplating which meetings he has to take when and how soon he can get to Alonistead. <laughs> 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 because 
I I am going to commit some crimes moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pax, as you nervously look to Leonard, he does take your hand. I sign it. Pax reaches out to one of the pens uh, positioned on the table, pulls it out of its housing, and signs above her name. Good enough for me. And Kinsey will sign his, uh, his mark. He knows how to write now, but that's still his signature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kilburn still likes me. I'm gonna need to charter a jet, uh, and I take the, <laughs> I take the pen and I sign my name. Kilburn of Kilburn Carrier Services. Yeah, he's a he's a good bloke. Did some work for him. It was his service that arranged for my immediate arrival to Tobias Station. Pretty fast plane, did it seem? Absolutely. I've heard of a few faster, but none in uh, the mercantile business. Probably something weird over in Iron Harbor, like Waypoint. She smiles at that. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, sign as well, Roland? Yeah. She was excellent. Well, with this underway, your opponent can hold no... Crime over you, Mr. Hollis. You are in the mind of Alanistead for a hundred days hence. And such so a free and honorable man. You need only break your word to the territory to prove otherwise. So I suggest you find the time. Oh, believe me, it's first on my list. Excellent. But for now. It would be improper of me to wish you the best of luck tomorrow. It's, it certainly would. She nods. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a campaign to run. Um, thank you for your time and also everything else. I've got to go. And she, like... Gestures to the door for you, Roland. Yeah, I get up. I get up and I I head towards Kilburn Courier Service. <laughs> I'm not going to get there like before the election, but like maybe a couple days after, you know. Pax <laughs> <laughs> and Kinsey. Thank you very much, Your Honor. I truly appreciate it. I I can't tell you what this means. And he'll kind of like. Bow on his way out. <laughs> Please. Mr. McCharlotte? Yes. Out of your companions, you are the one who seems to have the most blood on his hands. I understand life outside the law can blur the lines between right and wrong. 
I hope in the future you can begin to understand what is really important in life. I am sure that uh, my path will lead to such a distinction. Good luck with that, Mr. McCharlotte. I would hate to find your name in the papers later. <laughs> as would I, Your Honor, as would I. And Kinsey leaves. Leonard stands up, reaches out a hand towards Pax. Yeah, I take it. Miss Davison. Uh, yes? Yes, your honor. Your honor? She smiles a bit. And then she says, You are not beneath the people around you. From what Leonard tells me, Everything that was achieved here in Tobias Station was achieved at your behest. Generations from now, the denizens of Tobias Station will not know your name and will not know your contribution. Generations from now, people who walk in the circles that Leonard and I do will think them better than you will think you lower than them, especially if they know of your past. But what you must understand is your past, your personhood, does not put you in a place below any other person. You are not the one who was meant to inherit your contract, Patricia Davison. Your father should have been the one. Yet you stepped forward. You signed on to that life and you stuck it out until no one else could be harmed when you made a run for it. In the, putting myself in your position, I don't even know I'd have the courage to step forward in the first place. You are someone to be admired, Patricia. <laughs> People should endeavor to follow your footsteps, but they'll never hear of them. So all you can do is continue to do the best you can. With a clean slate, I imagine that is a great deal. Make sure you appear before the judge within 100 days. It would be an awful shame for such potential to be put to waste. Um, thank you. Your Honor. Please. Cynthia. We'll cross paths again, I'm sure. I'm basically his aunt. <laughs> uh, right. 
And take care of the little one. <laughs> if it comes out a girl, don't forget. Cynthia. <laughs> Thank you very much, Your Honor. <laughs> Leonard puts an arm around you and guides you out of the room. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. She's just trying to help. She's very opinionated, but she's not wrong. That's what I told her. The three of you done more good than you done bad. Well, maybe. I hope so. I guess. Well, I'm just. Yikes. <laughs> I didn't. What happens? What, what happens if that. If we can't make it. Well, and the Yen estate. Takes on your debt. <sighs> It may seem big to you, but we sell a summer house here and there, and then all of a sudden we have twice as much money. I wouldn't fret it. Though I would prefer you appear before the judge. That makes your life a lot easier down the road. Yeah, no, I know. I just... It feels... Like a trap. You never got a break. It's the best I can get you. A genuine break. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I don't have a present for you, so um <laughs> Sure you do. <laughs> It'll just take a while. And then you, like, get down to the lower levels, and you see a line. A line that Roland and Kinsey saw before. A line that leads to Umbra's. Oh, I, I, did, I did need to get to Kilburn's before I went back to Umbra's. Sure. So a line that Kinsey saw before. <laughs> a line that leads to Umbra's. That's even better. You do get to uh, Kilburn's, Roland. Great. Uh, Danny. Mr. Um, Hollis. I need to charter two jets. Right. Um, the first one uh, needs to leave and go to Elonestead as soon as I can convince uh, a couple of my friends to come and take it. All right. Um, if, if, the, if it can land at Chilton Beckford's house, he's a judge. <laughs> it should. <laughs> I ain't going to make my... <laughs> I don't know where that is. But I ain't going to okay. make any of my pilots land anywhere that's not an official airstrip. No, no, no. They should land at the official zone. But it's very, it's so important they get to Chilton Beckford to speak with him. The second one, I need to leave probably a week. God, I want it to be less, but I don't think I can run out the door right after I win an election. <laughs> um, and uh, the first one, 
it goes to Alonistan, and then wherever they want to go after. <laughs> um, and the second one goes right there and back. This is an awful lot of favors you're asking there, Hollis. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I'm trying to teach you a little bit about something with politics in Tobias Station, Roland. Uh, I, you don't owe me anything. Your requests are perfectly reasonable. I will ask for the appropriate payment, and I will be patient in its reception. Give you some time to undo whatever's been done around here. But, I imagine for the next 48 hours, you're going to have a lot of people who are asking for you to make a lot of promises. Be careful what you promise. People want to buy a station, they tend to remember. Best politicians, Eddie Copeland, one of them. God rest his soul, I suppose. He, uh, well, he was good at the dance. Making people understand he'd do his best without making them feel like he wasn't going to do enough. Grab that line, Roland Hollis. You're going to have a good time. Goes without saying, you have my vote. He looks to like the like two planes that you've like outfitted with a million very good things. <laughs> Sound advice I'll take to heart. Been here for a while. Seen a few station masters. Eddie Copeland was a good man. And uh, Darius Masterson's gonna try to use that against you. Get ready for that. Just try not to make it too personal. Let him be the bad guy. Oh, that won't be hard. <laughs> I'll make sure your uh, your lanes are chartered. Just write down the names there. They get a free pass. Thank, thank you. I will, I will repay you the appropriate amount as soon as I am able. No need to worry. Honestly, I underpaid you. <laughs> well, we take what we need when we need it. You look uh, and I and I head I head back to the bar. There's a line. <laughs> but before you get there before you get there, Roland, uh Kinsey, you are the first there. I'm not gonna ask what happens leading up to the moment that Pax finds you. But how does Pax find you? I mean, I assume I have figured out why there's a line? Are people just there to come to the bar? No, no, you you figure out pretty quick. They're like, we're here to talk to Mr. Hollis. We hear he's going to run for mayor tomorrow. Yeah, I think uh, she finds me like running around the place, trying to like serve people things and make sure that they're comfortable, make sure that they have a little something to eat. Not necessarily asking for anything, but like being like, oh, yes, Roland Hollis, he is doing great. Might need a little uh, money for the campaign if anybody can spare anything. But yes, yeah, please. <laughs> Kinsey's giving out food and drink left and right for free as he desperately tries to, <laughs> to campaign for Roland. Okay. Kinsey, who is here first? Oh, good, you're here. Um, uh, Kinsey, uh, who was here first? I think it was. I think. I think it was. I think it was her. Uh, okay. 
uh, Harry barks out from the bar. Yeah, definitely her. And then him and her next. Thank okay. you, Harry. Okay. All right. Ken- Kenzie, bring that plate of stuff back over here. Come here. I was going to refill it. Just Fine. come I'll here. Just come here. Just come here. Okay. 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 Right. So here's, I guess this is what we're doing. <sighs> Everybody gets. How long was that line? Like 200 people? 100 people? 500 people? How many? So many people. 80 to 100. Okay, cool. Everybody gets... Kenzie, are you good at math? Five minutes? How long is that? Is that like 100 hours? I don't know. No, 100 people can't be five minutes each. It's... No, no, no. It's 30 people. That's five minutes with some breaks. Probably everybody gets five minutes with Roland. And then... And then he moves on to the next table. That's when you bring food to that table. Okay. And so wait until... No, no free drinks. <laughs> okay, Starting I won't now. tell anybody else Starting about now. the free Starting drinks. Starting now. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. All right, sure, sure. I'll, I'll take this. Yep. Okay. And then, and then we'll just move Roland, and then we'll just fill in the next seat, and we'll send that person on their way. And, um... Uh... Um, Harry? Yeah? Listen to whatever they want, and if Roland says yes or no, like, just over here, don't, like, don't be there, and then just, like, you know, spy, and then, and then write it down, and then we'll have a list of things. Sure, I can tell you Mr. Johnson wants this, and Miss Masterson wants this. Yeah. Oh, if you could pre-interview them, that's really good. That would have been a good idea. I should have done. No, I mean, obviously Harry has already. So, um, yeah. And then do you want the job, I guess? Are you, is this binding? No, just for today. Yes. uh, Yeah. No, I'm here to help. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, then I am going to be right back and i like go in the kitchen and i throw up a little bit (laughs) you're right yeah Mm -hmm. yep fine all right uh roland you arrive the bar is packed umbras is packed and um (laughs) kinsey and um Harry, uh, their eyes like lock onto you. Everyone's eyes lock onto you. A couple people start clapping when you walk in. And then uh, Harry grabs you and is like, walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. Okay, yeah. How, uh, how we doing? You look like you're doing well. Thank you. Stand behind this. She goes to that little like alcove that like Kinsey used to like serve food. She's like, this is going to be your desk. All right. She sets down a notepad that these are names. Find the name when I say the name. I figured out what they want. I'll bring you more paper later. I haven't gotten to everyone. Harry, you're doing an excellent job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played this game before. Right. Perfect. Keep up the good work. This is what they want. That's where you know a thing or two. <laughs> you look at her notes and it's definitely like something that's like someone's worried about like 
the fees. Someone's worried about like stable like fees. Someone's worried mm-hmm. about like the airflow. But also there's a little bit of commentary on the left and right of the notes where <laughs> where Harry has given out their given out her personal opinion of them, <laughs> which actually is stuff like stuck up. Uh, wishes that came from money, <laughs> like things like that. <laughs> this is perfect. She's God. She's gonna be. She's gonna be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> this is Miss Clemson. She would like to talk to you, Mister Hollis. Miss Clemson, welcome to Umbras. What can I do for you today? And you see, like recently widowed, lonely. <laughs> <laughs> And so you like hold her hand like a little bit longer and like talk to her and like listen to like she rambles a little bit, but you make her feel like it's not weird that she did because she just wants someone to talk to. And like you give her like a good personal like you don't even make any promises. It doesn't matter. She just literally wants you to be a person who is like a human to her. (laughs) It doesn't treat her weird. And uh, and you're able to achieve that. And like basically based on uh, her notes and everyone else, I want you to roll a manipulate test at a plus two. Okay. Um, am I dressed to impress? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're a what court casual? You is you court <laughs> casual. So. <laughs> okay. Um, and did I actually rest last night? Yes. Okay, so I am no longer exhausted then. Yes. And presumably, this is my first impression with many of these people. Everyone. (laughs) Okay. Almost everyone, but we'll get to that. We've done it. 17. Nice. I cannot describe how good a feeling it is to get an explosion on a 17. (laughs) It is awesome. Great. That's six hits. You do a wonderful job roll. (laughs) Between, like, your ability to adapt to social situations and Harry's, like, a little bit cynical notes on everybody... You do an amazing job talking to everyone who wants to talk to you. And they're not all lower levels, people. There's like maybe a handful, no more than six, of upper crust people who came here to get a read on you. And you do an amazing job shifting the gear to like, I am a human being, to I am a human being with money. <laughs> like, like, like you're able to like you immediately understand what they believe to be important and you do a great job of convincing those six upper crust people that you are legitimately the best choice for Tobias Station. Yeah, uh, we can we can certainly see about having the stream flow off the western edge instead of the eastern edge. <laughs> you, you actually find like a decent amount of their stuff is a lot more like like nitty-gritty financial based yeah uh and and like some of it some of it's very superfluous like they're like well i think my view could be better perhaps (laughs) they don't get to build a six level on that hospital (laughs) 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 like stuff like that we're like well we'll see maybe we raise your entire building up a level (laughs) like you're living on the top floor are you sure (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, I could move you up. Let's who who lives above you, like that kind of stuff. Like you find a way to make those people happy, but then you also find like a decent amount of people who are like super concerned about like this movement of taking care of poor people, basically. Where they are afraid that that somehow affects them. And you are able to legitimately, like, through, like, pure just, like, understanding of how the financials of Tobias Station works because you've looked at Morales' books. You're like, it's not going to affect you, though. Is you will thing. see. Zero effects of this <laughs> And, like, a couple of people have a lot of prejudice towards people in the lower levels. And you do a good job massaging that into being like, well, you know, they're people, too. And they're like, they're people? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, things like that. Like, you do a decent job with those six. Uh, and, and in general, you're able to just kind of, like, build a very good base of people who have been interested in you and you find out why they're interested in you and then you just like drive that home and one thing that occurs to you from beginning to end this is like six hours of just meet and greet one thing that occurs to you from beginning to end throughout this journey is that you didn't lie once the whole time you were able to find a solution that could work if just there was a little bit of understanding and a little bit of patience. And you end the night, late into the night, exhausted, knowing that you took all of those people's concerns to heart, directed them into like productive conversation, and then realized that you could do something that met their requirements and you didn't have to lie to them. And at the end of the night, Umbra's clears out. Kinsey packs, Roland, Harry, Leonard is asleep. <laughs> And uh, Kinsey, you have a moment of respite. Pax, you have a moment of respite. Harry slumps down in a stool or in a, in a booth and then just like looks to the side and goes, I'm going to go to sleep. That okay, boss? Yeah. All right. She slams down onto the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um tomorrow the two of you should get on the jet i chartered um to alonistad um it'll take you there and then from there wherever you want to go <laughs> what no we have to stay no you have to talk to a judge very soon Yeah, but it doesn't have to be tomorrow. We we could go with you when you can go. You can wait if you want. I don't think you should. But I'm physically incapable of compelling you to do anything. Well, I mean, we we have to vote. 
<laughs> sure. Unless yes. you've got some, some sort of ballot that we can fill out and mail in, but that that's not a thing. That sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, it's taken care of. Can I take Umbra, or will I have to come back and get him? I mean, it's a courier service. They've probably moved animals before. Yeah, but he's never been in a plane. Maybe it's best if I go by myself. <laughs> I, I don't know animals well enough to advise you one way or the other. Use your Very. best judgment. You're the outdoorsy one. Talk to Manifest. Mm. What does it say? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, I mean, you could you could come back. Do you want to stay in Alonistead? Me? No, oh, Kinsey. Okay. He's okay. leaving his jackalope. He could leave his jackalope here, right? You could you could talk to him from presumably anywhere. He'll be fine, right? You can still do that. Was that like Is a, a one-time like? Do? Is that part of is that part of this other thing? What other um, thing? I assume so. Oh, I didn't talk to I can talk to Umbro with my brain. Uh mm -hmm. I also came back from the dead packs and uh Manifest wants to keep me alive so I can talk to the Ophidian clan about things. <laughs> that was about my reaction. <laughs> To be fair, a ghost tried to kill us yesterday, so it's not the wildest thing I've heard or seen. Yeah, sure. I... <sighs> yeah. yeah. I suppose, I mean, if you're coming with me, I can tell you about it on the plane, right? Um... I'm a little scared to go. Well, it's just a pop off and a pop back, isn't it? It just doesn't feel real. It feels like feels like a trap. <laughs> it feels like too good to be true. And I don't. If anyone I'm not other than Leonard Yen had arranged it, I would feel the same way. But that man doesn't have a truly dishonest bone in his whole body. Well, we're not going before we find out whether you're Station Master or not. Sure, whatever. Stay for the results. My point is, when you're ready, it's all taken care of. No. Where did you even get the money for it? <sighs> As it turns out, doing nice things for people inclines them to do nice things for you. I've been telling you that for so long, Roland. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, Are you kidding? I, I, that was my way of explaining that a man has done me a favor. <sighs> I, I understood that. I have chosen not to in the past. <laughs> okay, well, you know. You want to know but... something wild? Yes. I have not told a lie today. 
that you talked with all those people. I did. And as it turns out, the problems are fixable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a I have a complaint. Okay. I, I have a problem. Sure. There are all of these orphans. <laughs> and they need a school and a safe place to live. And a way to eat. Yeah, I can deal with that. Honestly, Roland, given your background, like anyone, any other drifter, I would have to make them roll. But you have the educated background. You know people that you can contact to become like, like schoolhouse teachers in <laughs> Tobias Station. You know, I like you have a list know, of like like four to eight people long. <laughs> I actually know like half a dozen people who never actually seemed to mind that I had been impersonating someone with a legitimate PhD the whole time. Um, they just enjoyed my company and conversation. You don't have a PhD. <laughs> Well, I, I let me. I have a PhD. No, you strictly don't. Speak, strictly speaking, have I earned said PhD in the <laughs> eyes of the university? No. <laughs> I always thought that that was the truth. You built the lie on that you had actually gone to. Do school. you know how long it takes to get a PhD? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Not it's at all. Years. <laughs> It's years for a piece of paper that says you know this better than anyone else. The piece of paper's all you need. They just trust you. No one reads your dissertation. <laughs> I I was busy instead of going to college. No, I, I understand. I It's not a judgment on you. I just... It, it genuinely warms my heart that you thought that was the thing that I had done and then built a lie around that. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, well, th th I'm glad that you have people who also don't care about that fake story that I believed for a very long time. Of course not. Asked. I'm so dumb. <laughs> of course. I'm so dumb. All right, well. I know you, too. I know you. I shouldn't believe that. <laughs> In my defense, rather your defense, I'm very convincing. Not that convincing, not anymore. Well, not just one all day without telling a lie. I'm gonna fix every problem <laughs> in Tobias Station. Send me the jewel of the Badlands. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we will fast forward to the next day starts out early and it starts out with very early around like like a little bit like three or four hours after the sun rises the two people who are contending for station master will give a speech the the bazaar has never been so crowded Full of people, shoulder to shoulder, chest to back, watching 
waiting for the next person to step up and make their claim for Station Master. The MC of the uh, situation is Gray Foster. Oh, <laughs> He's talking to the crowd, basically explaining, you know, what has happened so far to anyone who doesn't know. Basically, just kind of telling people in general, like, these are your two choices. This is what's happened. We have to, like, put Tobias Station on the right track. That kind of thing. There's a moment before... And you know, Roland, at this point, that Darius Masterson is set to speak before you. And this is the first time since you learned that he was your opponent that the two of you are in the same room. You, st- you stand a little bit. It's that same. It's actually the same area that Pax was set to be hanged from. The trap door is shut. <laughs> And then down that hall, the same location where you and Kinsey distracted and then Im- and then uh, intimidated your way past four guards. That same location is where you and Darius Masterson are being held. And he looks to you, and this is the first time you've seen the man. He has like a goatee, uh, uh, medium-sized like ponytail. His hair is pulled back into a nice ponytail. His hair is very clean. Um, you notice he's wearing just a little bit of makeup to be able to see, be seen better from the crowd. Um, and his attire is elegant, but also plain, uh, plain enough to like play to the lower crowd while still being extremely elegant and able to like signal to the, uh, the upper class that he is one of them, a person of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's like, he adjusts his ascot. And then, like, checks a mirror and then turns to you as uh, the two of you have a moment to speak. Can I ask you a question? Well, you can ask it. I'm not going to promise to answer. Sure, of course. Why do you want this job? Why wouldn't I? I headed to buy a station. I mean, I mean, you know what it entails, right? Sure, you gotta make deals with the Bahar, the Canoons, and the Sheffields, and the Acostas, but I mean, I'll make any deal I have to. The pay is great. So it's money. Isn't it always? No. You know you could make more money doing other things, right? Hmm, but those things require more work, don't they? You... You live here, right? Most times. A lot, soon to be a lot more. Sure. So, your plan, just so I understand, is to... For money, go out for yourself, make any deal that you have to, offer anything to anyone, and leverage everything you have to sit in a chair so that you can be in charge of Tobias Station, because it pays well. I ain't gonna be in charge of Tobias Station, I'll let the families take care of that. Darius, 
Do you know why you're going to lose? Because the last person who did that, I killed. <laughs> and I am going to be in charge of Tobias Station when I sit in that chair. Sure you are. We'll see what no, no, no. people Stop have talking. To think. Look into my eyes. I am going to be in charge of Tobias Station when I sit in that chair. His like face dwindles. He looks at you. He gulps. He goes. To hell with you, Drisher. This ain't your town. And then like uh Gray Foster goes, Mr. T uh Darius Masterson. And everyone like applauds and he like pulls away from you, like recoils almost, and works his way towards where he can give his speech. Careful. They can smell blood. He like try you can see the stiffness in him as he stops himself from looking over his shoulder at you. And he gets to the to the um railing and the applause dies down and he goes People of Tobias Station, I stand here appealing to your sensible natures. The occurrences of this week are unprecedented. Violence and barbarism like we never seen shook this station to its core. A woman we trusted with our safety turned out to be no more than a liar and a murderer. Now I knew Eddie Copeland. I even served under him his first year in office on the board of logistics. Now to me, Eddie was a friend. Thing is, Station Master Copeland gravely misjudged his choice of security chief. That much is clear. And I must commend those that endeavored to bring this to light. But I must implore you not to make the same mistake. What you see is what you get with me. A businessman. A father. A proud citizen of Tobias Station going on 40 years now. I ain't been here for no summer. I've been here for almost life. Now with me as your station master... You needn't fear ulterior motives, criminal ties, or murderous intent. My past is an open book. I've got nothing to hide. Can you say the same for anyone else? No. A vote for Masterson is a vote for a peaceful Lawful to buy a station. The way it was meant to be. The way Copeland wanted it. 
and he steps down from the podium and everyone like gives him applause. There's a, a pretty loud swell as he steps back and he goes, good luck, Drifter. <laughs> I hope your summer home's nice. And I step out onto the stage. Crowd goes silent. I I know these aren't supposed to be responses to each other, but I, I do have to take issue. Um, the violence and barbarism of the last week is not something unseen in Tobias Station. It's actually quite common. Now, I haven't been here for very long, that's true, but I've spoken with a great many of you who have been. Morales didn't become a corrupt despot four months ago. She had been a corrupt despot the whole time. The Tobias Station of the past years, if that's what Eddie Copeland wanted, Eddie Copeland was the wrong man for the job. This is the place that you live. You make your families here, you make your lives here. This place needs to be protected. It's not the job of the station master to make sure the hangers run on time and the fees are collected. It's to make sure the people who live here want to make the hangers run on time and know their fees improve where they live. I'm not a businessman. I, I don't try to make money. Sometimes you need money to do things. That's what the job is. If you want a better Tobias station tomorrow than you had yesterday, vote for me. I'll do it. I can and I will. And many of you have talked to me and know that that is true. And if you haven't talked to me, I showed up four months ago and now we're here. So, consider the Tobias Station you'd like to live in tomorrow when you vote today. Because it can be better, and I would like to help make it that way. And then I walk off stage. Uh, go ahead and roll Manipulate at a plus two. Okay. I don't know if it's opposed. Um, I use all three uses of my rehearsal today, so it's at a minus six. And you know what? No, you know what? That grits for later. Um, um, does dress to impress and first impression apply here? Yes. Okay. And you set a plus two? Yes, and you're up against it too. Because <laughs> how many rehearsals did you spend? Three, so they're at a minus six. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I have legitimately rolled two 17s here in this roll. Oh no. 
This is maybe the best I've I've rolled in a session of manifest ever. Um, that's six hits. Uh, yeah, massive swell of applause. Like <laughs> embarrassingly more passionate than Darius Masterson, and you walk by him. You don't even say anything to him. You just walk by him <laughs> and go to the area where you are supposed to stand to take questions. <laughs> and he is slack jawed and astounded as the applause carries you all the way down the hall, down the stairs, into the center of the bazaar where you take your post. And then throughout that exchange, because you got six hits, you're able to continue doing the same thing. You again find yourself not in a position where you need to lie. You even, even a couple times, there are a couple times where people question your attachment to the family. And you find a way to kind of, without saying anything untoward, you're able to explain to these people that like, that's kind of the reality of Tobias Station. That you are someone who can handle it. Like you, like they bring up a couple names. They bring up like Acostas, which you also realize you've, you haven't heard from a Severina Acosta since your meeting with Salem Bahara. And it's you, either very good or very bad. And, and, and you, you hear about the canoes and like people like bring them up and you're like, you know what? The thing is they have these hangers, but what they take from Tobias Station does not affect you is like the things you're able to kind of like guide it to. Being like, you would like throw numbers at them. Like, this is how much they take. This is how much I can give you. <laughs> like, and the number is bigger because it's a broader thing where you're like, the lower levels can take this much. And it's like a massive number. Mm -hmm. um, you've studied uh, Morales' data pad. You understand the intricacies of the station. And then there's one point where as you're like kind of finishing your honor roll and like people are like shaking your hand and like going off to the voting booth. And then there's a moment where you look up and you see a familiar face. It's none other than Professor Granger. <laughs> and he goes, Roland? Dr. Granger? I do believe uh, Kinsey, Ken, exchanged some words with you. About my progress, my loyalty. I've heard, I've heard you're doing incredible work. But I must say, Roland, I find myself at an impasse. I find it difficult to vote for a man that I do not know I can trust. I expected to find you before today. At my doorstep, to explain yourself for the <laughs> deceit and the lies you laid bef before me. You said, you said, that your work on the vents was approved by the laws that there were, but they were not. And while you find yourself here in this position, I know... I know that you did not come from a legitimate place, that you came from a place of lies and deceit, and how am I to know that you will not find yourself to that place 
in the future. I believe you have something to say to me, Roland. And he squares his shoulders and you know he's like saying like, non-verbally, he's saying like, Kinsey promised that <laughs> you would say that you are sorry. <laughs> Do you want to know what I see when I look at you, Dr. Granger? I see a brilliant man utterly preoccupied with what other people think of him. You are, without a doubt, certainly the smartest botanist and biologist I've ever met. And probably one of the best botanists and biologists on Manifest. The work you are doing in your lab is utterly and completely groundbreaking. It is a travesty that your university sought to use, saw the best way to use you as to give you a pile of spurs and kick you out the door. I am not sorry for deceiving you, Anton Granger, because your mind sitting in your lab working on only what someone has told you you are allowed to look into is a crime I will not permit. It is shameful that your colleagues have treated you in such a way as you believe that is what you are meant to do. So if you want an apology, then fine. I am sorry I gave you permission to be utterly luminous. I'm sorry I let you get samples of the mold in the vents so that you could solve this problem for me. I'm sorry you are a genius and your colleagues are threatened by it. I always knew you were a good man. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know the extent. Roland Hollis, you have my vote. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Granger. I'm going to need your work as soon as you can. Absolutely, <laughs> my good man. Absolutely. And he shakes your hand with both hands fervently and then rushes off to the voting booths. <laughs> uh... And uh, the day continues. Eventually, people stop, like, lining up. And now it's just people are just kind of voting throughout. Like, they get off work. And it's, you know, not expected of the candidates. They're still around. But, like, you don't have, like, the booth set up anymore to, like, take questions or anything like that. Um, and around that time, as the votes are still being counted, the sun is starting to get a little bit low in the day. Everyone's attention is drawn. By the absolute cacophony of a chorus of engines <laughs> on the western side of the mesa. <laughs> Massively oppressive sound rings through the station. And all three of you look out as you watch the Riveteers pull up to Dubaya Station. And as you step out into the setting sunlight, a uh, couple doors open up, 
Riveteer starts stepping out, and uh, a voice booms out over all the noise. Kinsey McCharlotte! <laughs> Get your ass over here so I can take a look at you! <laughs> and Tusk steps out, whipping off her, her face mask, setting it onto her war wagon, and putting out both arms for her son. <laughs> Good to see you too, mummy. <laughs> now where's that jackalope of yours? Did you kill it already? <laughs> very, very nearly, but uh, he's, a, he's a tough old bird. Is he, uh, is he near enough that I can call him with any sort of like immediacy? Relatively, yeah, yeah. You you're able to like send out a message to him. He yeah. like stops for a second. The du- there's a person feeding him at the time, and Umber looks up, and the guy goes, "Ah, oh, hell!" <laughs> and Umbra <laughs> bursts out of his pen and runs out, and poof, doors open up to the stables, and he goes running up towards you, and he go and she goes, "Ho, oh, hey!" Hell, holy hell, that's a, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Pax, you see various um, nomads from the Riveteers come up to you, including Greece. Um, he he doesn't like come up and like give you a hug or anything. He comes up and like gives you like a like a salute as everyone else who you've kind of made friends with throughout, giving them a bunch of gas and stuff like that. Come up and shake your hands and hug you and ask you how things have been and so on. And then through the mass of the crowd, Roland, you're being bombarded by people as well. And through the mass of the crowd, there is a slight part, and you see like clearly through the crowd, Roland, Red Wheel. Meeting your eye. Yeah, whatever. Hold on. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And she starts walking off. Okay. I'm not doing anything else at the moment. Um, I follow her. Cool. Uh, So you follow her and uh, you find yourself going up some stairs in the lower or in the uh, not lower levels in the main levels of the station uh, while Kinsey and Pax are being bombarded by the Riveteers. Uh, Kinsey (laughs) and Pax, the general impression you get here is the Riveteers are extremely excited to find out uh, the results of this election. They've heard through the LRCs who's running for uh, for station master and they are uh, here to support. Roland. And you look around, you realize you don't know where Roland is. And uh Roland, there's a point where you catch up with Red Wheel and two kind of um they're not any of the original security team, but they're you recognize them to maybe perhaps be family mm-hmm. who are here protecting the hallway that leads to the station matter master's quarters. And they've stopped Red Wheel. And they're like, sorry, ma'am, you're going to have to find another way. James, James, it's fine. She's with me. <laughs> they look to you, look at each other. And they step out of the way. That's probably a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you and Red Wheel walk up together. She doesn't say anything yet. She turns to you, sizes you up and down. 
And she goes, You look clean. I am. How's that feel? I hear you're going to be in charge of this little homestead. Not as good as I'd hoped, better than I'd feared. What's that mean? She says, and she opens up the door. And you two walk into the station master's estate. Seems like it's been repaired since Pack has come through. That's great. <laughs> you've been in positions where you've had, you, you've felt that need inside yourself to do things that you don't necessarily want to do, but aren't on the face bad for the people you care about. This is that. And I had feared that it would be more of what I had done. And I was, I was prepared to play that game. I am very good at that game. Um, and it's not that game. And I had hoped that maybe it might all fix itself. But that's, that's not really how it works. And where I've landed is that this is something entirely new at which I am apparently quite good that I can and will do. But it's not what I'd love to do. You do know how to play a lot of different parts, don't you, Roland? I can be many things to many people, but... I'm wondering who it is you really are. Cards on the table. Dangerous. Given the kind of person you are. But cards on the table, I've been thinking about you a lot. Thinking about my road kin, about the Riveteers. Imagine my surprise when I found out Roland Hollis was going to settle down and become the Prama Prom. Might here, not be forever. You're here to make a difference? I think I am. Well, I'm not here to change that. Way the LRCs put it, you and Kinsey and Pax. Made a hell of a change. I can respect that. 
There's something about you. A softness. A willingness to care for others. Despite how disadvantageous it will be for you. Got a whiff of it before. But this, she says, gesturing to the area. And she goes, this is one hell of a cage to put yourself in, Roland. What would you do to save your road, Ken? She smiles at that and goes, You find an exit. Find a way out of this situation you've resigned yourself to. You find me. You find the River Tears. You bring King Slayer along. We can make a new Badlands. We can forge our own path. You and me. Hand in hand if you want it. She takes your hand. Do you know, I've talked to hundreds of people today. And not one of them has said anything as remotely appealing as that, I say, as I kiss her. <laughs> uh, she kisses you back. Um, and uh, uh, that, that lasts for a little bit. She doesn't pull away for uh, uh, a few minutes. Uh, and then eventually she pulls back, puts a hand on your chest, and goes... Save it for the road there, Jack. Can I tell you something I haven't told anyone? Please do. That was the name my parents gave me. It hasn't been me for some time, but... It was me when I stole cars. Well then, she like puts a hand on your cheek and kind of caresses it. Maybe you'll find your way back there. Though I cute do kind of like Roland. And she gives you a kiss again. And then uh, there's a knock on the door. This is the job, I guess. There's a few come more, in. A few more knocks on the door. You open up the uh, you, like a few more knocks on the door. Like they're like, "Hello, chief of staff here." <laughs> Who is dead or dying? Uh, results are in as far as it's concerned. And they're 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 expecting me. Yes, I guess. It seemed good when the goons let me buy into the house. <laughs> you wanna know how good it is? Well, most of the votes are in at this point as Harry walks in. Harry, red, red, Harry. Hey! Hello? 
Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> most of the votes are in at this point. Now we got a, a very, very respectable 437 to Masterson. But a much, much more respectable 901 for Hollis. There ain't no way Masterson can clear up the lead. It's been done for some time. Roland, you're going to be Station Master. You want the job for real? Last chance to back out. She sits there for a second, and you can read. like She's like, I don't actually know what it entails. <laughs> <laughs> I've just kind of been an asshole this whole time. But he said I was doing a good job. She does like, like, mental math for like a second, and she goes... Youngest uh, chief of staff in the Tobias Station history. How can I pass that up? Great. Happy to have you aboard. Um, is there anything I have to do in the next 10 minutes? No, I mean, I don't think so. Leave There's... now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she walks out. <laughs> and uh, you and Red Wheel are alone for a little while. <laughs> Uh, Kinsey and Pax, you're in the sea of riveteers, and you and eventually do yet. find your way to each other. And uh, there's a point where, um, maybe like a like a couple like two minutes, two minutes pass, and then uh, Harry steps up, holding on to like a like a pillar, and like steps up to like shout out to the riveteers and other people like, Hollis has seized it. Roland Hollis, new station master of, of Tobias Station. It's official. Pass it on. Ride to die. Ride to die. Ride to die. <laughs> <laughs> and like horns just start like. <laughs> 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 I can't believe he did it. Well, I can believe it, but I still can't believe it. Somehow. I'm with you, yeah. <laughs> Where is he? I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't him for a seen minute. Him in a while. <laughs> I haven't seen Red Wheel in a second either. I don't. Surely that's not related. <laughs> That'd be too weird. <laughs> oh, Kinsey, <laughs> I'm gonna miss you so much. <laughs> I'm I'm not going anywhere yet. I know. I'll, I'll miss you too. I'm not good. Okay. It's not a mystery where Roland is anymore. I just... You got it. You did it. You figured it out. What do you mean? Where's Red Wheel? I don't know. The answer is with Roland. Where's Roland? I don't know. The answer is with Red Wheel. <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> 
They're too good for each other. No, it's perfect. Mm. <laughs> With your sister. Right. <laughs> um, well, yeah. You want to cool. go? I guess we should spread the word, hey? Yeah, no. I mean, I think it'll be fine. I think. <laughs> so, Red Wheel in Roland? I'm sorry. That's what you're. Yes. Oh, okay. Two massive arms grab the two of you and pull you in as Tuss says, That's our boy! <laughs> Where's the best bar in town? I hear my son has one. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the best one in town. Let's have a drink in Mayor Hollis's our station master Hollis's <laughs> honor. He'll find his way to us now, won't he, Pax? Yep. Yep, yep. Drinks are on Kenzie! Well, I'll pay you something or rather. <laughs> and the entire Riveteer Nomad Pack show, like it's like a club like they shove their way into Umbra's and uh, uh, one of them's like Don't, no one touch this tree <laughs> it, has a, it has a blanket over it from when we had all the, the eating the blanket <laughs> the blanket is being pulled in at parts <laughs> God. Uh, and I believe that is where we're going to move into uh, broad stroke epilogues for these three characters. Hmm. Uh, Kinsey. No. Me? Pax. Mm. Okay. Uh, obviously, Leonard is... Um, uh, amenable to whatever your timeline is, but he will uh, relatively push towards going to the judge sooner rather than later. And Kinsey, actually, I guess this, this matters for you too, because Roland tried to arrange for the two of you to have quick passage to Alanistead. Do you take him up on that? Yeah. How would it be possible to get the you know what? No, I, I, I'll take him up on it. I will too. Okay. Uh, so, uh, the two of you are able to make your way to Alana said relatively early, maybe a couple days after the election. Um, the Riveteers are still kind of hanging about a little bit, um, but by the time the two of you are going on the plane... For Alana said, they're already packing up their things, getting ready to leave, because uh, they have schedules to keep. They they gave up a whole thirty six hours to uh, <laughs> uh, to this celebration, but they have to keep on the road. Um, and uh, Kinsey, your mother gives you like a heartfelt, like full on, like bone breaking hug. Uh, Roland. There's a point where Red Wheel is at the at the wheel of uh, the bullwhip, and uh, she just like kind of like looks at you, like slides it into gear, 
looks at you for just a second longer as the engine revs up and then like just like spins it around on a dime and flies off into the distance and like right before she hits that that gear right like the last glimpse you get of her she gives you kind of like a slight like movement with her hand like that's like come along as she flies off <laughs> um and uh kinsey and pax are able to make your way to alana said with leonard yen there is a small office where uh judge beckford meets with you asks you a few questions about yourselves Leonard does a little bit of the work kind of giving you guys like a little bit of like guidance and whatnot, but mostly it's just kind of a like, have you turned a new leaf type thing? Uh, and uh, he and Judge Beckford does ask the two of you. So with the clemency granted, what is it you plan to do next? Well, I've got a, a journey to make. I could get back to my jackalope and uh, uh, meet up with uh, the Ophidian clan of the Snake Eye Canyons. After that, I, uh, I suppose I'm not sure. I mean, I, I've got access to uh, a very delightful spice blend, Monson Spice. It's a nice spice. Uh, and, you know, there's a... A friend of mine... A friend of mine who's... Uh, Making quite quite good music, so I don't know. Maybe perhaps I'll just travel the Badlands, you know, wherever people need me. Be sort of a, a free agent. Uh, agent. I kind of like that. <laughs> what about you, Miss Davison? Um, I. Just, I'm just gonna settle down. I'm, I'm gonna have a family. Is that the truth? Yeah. Judge eyes you up and down, eyes Kinsey, then boom, boom, two stamps, two pieces of paper. And with those two stamps, two of you are free. You got a second chance here. Don't fuck it up. I'll do my best, Your Honor. Go on, I got a busy day. <laughs> That's why exiting, I, I sort of like elbow packs. I know she doesn't like actual like physical signs of affection. I uh, elbow him back. I <laughs> are, are you coming back to the station or? No, I already said goodbye. Are you staying here? Yeah. Well, good luck, I guess. Thanks. 
I think that I'm uh, totally unfit for this new and adventure. <laughs> and Max, I can think of no one fitter. But do take care of my godchild, because I will be coming back to see them. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And and if we'll let I'll let you know if uh Rufus comes back. Yeah. Definitely do. But visit anytime you want, and, you know, I don't have to stay here all the time. We can come visit if you end up somewhere that's not the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make my rounds. For sure. I can't get to Soldina on my own. It's There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you have, uh, that's what you have Hamish, sorry, Leonard for. <laughs> well... I, I hope so. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten your real LRC information. Do you want to? Should we? Uh, I don't have one. Is the thing? Oh. Um. But here's Leonard's, and I take it out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> You tap them together, exchange contact information, and then part ways. Uh, Roland. You get to work as the station master of Tobias Station. Lots to do, lots of demands, lots of goals. I want to make sure I get to Alonistead pretty soon. Because I am, as much as I don't want to, and I'm trying to turn over a new leaf, I am going to commit a crime during this tenure. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Yeah, honestly, it's extremely easy for you after you win the election to uh, finish your chartered flight to um, uh, to Alonistead. Um Judge sees you and he goes... Congratulations on your uh, election, Station Master. Thank you, Your Honor. So, and he like hits his uh, stamp on the ink, pulls it off, and he go, but doesn't stamp it yet. And he goes, "I'm gonna sit here a couple years down the line and find out that." Uh, I made a mistake. You're just one smooth talking politician that uh leaves to buy a station hanging to dry. No. You've met my friends, right? They were nice. They would kill me if I did. He sits there for a second thinking. He goes, all right. Well, if you get the chance, before they kill you, tell them that Beckford will back their play. <laughs> <laughs> and he stamps the paper. And with that stamp rolling, you are a free man. 
and you make your way back to Dubai Station, and you have extremely complicated goals. Yes. And I think the best way to resolve how you do as Station Master, at least in the broad strokes, is a connections role. Okay. Uh, given the amount of things you want to achieve, but the backing you have from Salem Bahara helps a lot. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately you're dealing with a minus four. Okay. Okay. Remember what I said before? This grid is for later. I spent three grid to go strong. Okay. Um, and then I spent two grit to play to the gallery. Okay. Um, so now both the 13 and the 14 I've rolled explode. Oh. <laughs> Great. And after all that, I've got two grit left over. I twist the knife. Dear God, how many successes do you have? I have eight hits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Roland, you have the most productive... First two years a station master has ever had. And and after the first year, you are you understand like I'm going to achieve what I want. And you realize you have a choice with after year one. You know that by the end of year two, you will have absolutely achieved laying the groundwork for someone else to step in someone else with like sensibility and a good heart to step in and take your place with enough like coaching and whatnot you realize you could spend that second year kind of like training your replacement and also achieving all the things you want the lower levels ha are no longer the slums they are a little bit more affordable and they don't have necessarily everything that everything else on the station has but what they do have is a decent baseline of like a way of life and then also on top of that you are able to like in your first year rope in all the families like the gatees are afraid of you the acostas you notice severina acosta is no longer the representative of the acostas um is afraid are afraid of you it's mostly just you deciding what to do with the canoes and the sheffields to line up everything that happens into buy a station and they make it happen uh gray foster with all of the stuff he knows about the station itself and uh salem bahara with his just st status in the station mm -hmm. the two of them would never ever get along but you are able to read both of them well enough to understand that you 
can provide a mediation between the two of them. And you realize that like, it's, it's a difference of personality, not a difference of intent. And that the yeah. two of them can absolutely do great things for both the families in general and the people of Tobias Station. They're able to ride that line. Um, mostly because Gray Foster lives there and wants it to be good. Um, and then because Salem Bahara is a genuinely like good person <laughs> who is also a like horrible crime syndicate boss. Um, and uh, throughout that first year, you realize like you've got the lay of the land and you're going to be able to achieve everything you want in year two. And you have to decide whether or not at that point you want to be here for life or you want to find a successor and go out and find Red Wheel. She hasn't been a ghost. You get messages from her relatively regularly, pretty regularly for a nomad. <laughs> uh, she, she sends you messages. Not all, like, not even all of them are like just like checking in and seeing how you're doing. Some of them are just like stories, like, "Hey, this week, like, Greece did this, and and you know, we got like we lost a few cars, but I added this to the bullwhip." Just like, not even like inquiring about necessarily what you're up to or even like what your timeline is or anything like that. Just sharing her life with you. You get messages like that from her from time to time. Yeah, I absolutely send those back. Yeah. Um, I spend the second year progressively handing more and more responsibility to Harry until she's like running a lot of things maybe without realizing exactly what i'm doing um but there is one project that i absolutely make sure that i am on always and it is all my work um umbras gets converted um now i know pax had another name and i don't think pax ever like gave a last name for pax She's always talking about how she's like silent step and light-footed or whatever. So um, Umbra's becomes the Pax Lightfoot Memorial Orphanage. And I buy whatever's above it and it's on two <laughs> floors. <laughs> it touches both the main floor and the uh and the lower levels. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're able to uh, arrange that situation. Uh, and then, I don't know how long the terms are, but the second year rolls around. It's coming to an end. Presumably we're talking about re-election or something like that. Um, and, and Harry comes in for a meeting and she starts and we're um, so I've been thinking about who I'm going to endorse in the upcoming election. Endorse? What are you talking about? The people love you. Why would you... Why, you could do another two years. Why would you even consider... What's the deal? We well, got, I mean, we got everything else sorted out. We got all these plans for the next couple of years. I mean, we still got to get the, uh, the taxes and the upper crust sorted out. 
I mean, you'll never win if I run against you. What? Let me teach you one last thing, Harry. Yeah, who am I kidding? This can't possibly be the last thing. You're doing the job. I have been handing you the job all year. Well, but, like, I couldn't possibly. I mean... What, Why like, not? Well, I mean, like, you're, you're like, the, the new face of, like, new to buy a station, right? Like, your, your position is, is unique. You gotta, you gotta carry on. Like, the people would love to see you carry on. I mean, sure. I'm incredibly lovable and quite handsome and charming, if I say so myself. But, um, you like it here. Mean. Yes, my home. It's not mine. <laughs> you know, Roland. The love I have for the bias station didn't last. It wasn't a thing. Whole life. No, it was. Um, it's home now. It was the place I lived before. Before I met you. Before I met Pax. And Kenzie. I was gonna walk away from this place. You know? I was gonna... I don't know. Be a Jimmy? Or something? I don't know what. Anyone who sees what you can do and thinks your best work is... Killing people for the family is... It's having a failure of imagination. She takes your hand for a second and squeezes it. She goes... Umbras... Made this home. You made this home, Rose. The least I can do. Is help you get to home. So you better give me a hell of an endorsement. She says like wiping tears off of her cheek. Because. I mean I got big shoes to fill. Alright. And you ain't getting rid of me. I'm going to send you LRC after LRC. And wherever you are going out drifting, doing whatever, you better answer because I'm going to need some guidance. Alright. Uh, I open up my desk and I pull out a data pad. Um, this is everything I know about everyone who matters in Tobias Station. It's everything they care about. It's everything they want. It's everything they'll accept. 
and uh, she grabs it. She recognizes it. She helped you go through it. She grabs Morales's data pad and she goes, "Oh, it's it's my data pad. It's oh, not Morales. Oh, okay. I mean, it it certainly uses a lot of her information. It drew from and yes. uh, yeah. She looks at it and goes, "Well, all right." And sets it down and goes. I suppose I'll do some studying. You give me a very nice speech next month when it comes time for you to announce your res- uh, your resign. Oh, absolutely. And as soon as you figure out the password on the data pad, everything inside will be yours. She presses a button, the hologram pops up. She goes, You son of a... And that's where we're gonna end. <laughs> no, that's not where we're gonna end. That's where we're gonna cut. Um, because uh, Kinsey. Yep. Still a little bit left for your story. Oh. And I think a little bit for Pax and Roland. We'll start with you though, Kinsey. Sure. You said you were heading back to the Ophidian clan, right? That's right. Okay, how are you taking, like, a plane to to buy a station and then riding Umber from there? Yeah. Okay. That's the plan. So you're able to to touch base with Roland. He's pretty busy at the time. It's before he's had a conversation with... uh, It's way before he's... It's before he even, like, gets to go see the judge. So he's pretty busy. But the two of you are able to cross paths for a second. I don't know if you have, like, a brief exchange that you want to do or you part ways um good luck i mean same to you i guess i guess i didn't want to say it to pax because it felt a little on the nose and crude but um let me know if a ghost tries to kill you um (laughs) and i'll i'll do the same Sure, yes, please. And, uh, treat this town right. I look forward to see what you do with it. I think it's going to be pretty good. I... I hope you find what you're looking for, whatever that is. (laughs) I'm sure I'll know it when I see it. I'm sure you will. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to embrace Roland. I don't know if he likes physical contact or not, but I will. I certainly give you a hug back. I have no <laughs> problems with physical contact. <laughs> not a weirdo like Pax. <laughs> uh, and Kinsey, you mount up on Umbra and you ride off towards the Ophidian clan. However... Partway through your journey to the Ophidian clan, you see Morbu standing there on a rocky outcropping from the ground on a path that leads separate away from the Ophidian clan well before you get far from Tobias Station. He wants you to head south. I uh, see him and catch his eye, and I'll give him a nod, and I'll do this 
thing that I've seen Tekton Molu do, uh, I think they did it when I mentioned Molu, I just draw three lines on my forehead. Okay. Uh, you do that, you pull on the reins in the the moment where uh, Umbra like kicks up and moves to the side, you lose sight of Morbu. He's no longer standing on that that out uh, that rocky outcrop. And you head south. Kinsey, keep traveling. Travel south. Get a slight feeling in your gut. Head west. Keep traveling. You get closer and closer to the sulfur dunes, but not quite. Just keep traveling. Eventually, you start to run out of rations. You have to hunt for your food. You have to hunt for your water. A rainstorm comes by, and it's a blessing as you're able to like scoop up some of that water and store it. You and Umbra become more ragged by the day than months of traveling. You haven't seen more booze since. You're just following your gut. You don't know what you're looking for. Do you continue wandering around north of the sulfur dunes? Or do you decide that it's time for you to head to the nearest settlement, stock up on supplies, continue your journey to the Ophidian? You're muted, you Where's the fun in that? <laughs> you like have this conversation with like Umbra oh, yeah. where like you're like making food. You're like, well, I could do this and I could do this. And you stop for a second and finish your bowl of beans and you sit there for a second. And you go, but where's the fun in that? And uh, you collapse your like uh, your survival kit. And you hop on Umbra and you continue on your journey. And it's not easy. It's another handful of months. Where before you find yourself in a place in the Badlands, a little bit sleep deprived, a lot a bit hungry, and quite a bit dehydrated. You're standing there next to, to Umbra, who also is showing the wear of prolonged travel. The two of you just kind of walking side by side. You look up and the stars look foreign to you. You're not even sure what time it is of the of the year. You don't you've lost track. And then you look in through the twin full moon that shines down on you, illuminating the entire badlands almost as if it was daylight in the middle of the night. <laughs> you see on the horizon a massive sandstorm. And very, very far. Too, di too far for you to make a d distinct identification. You see someone standing. Think it might be Mo Morbu. <laughs> uh, I jump on uh, Umbra's back and I... I don't want to hurt him, but he's got to ride as fast as he can for Morbu. As soon as you get on his back, 
Umbra stands up like a good soldier. Still got plenty of gas left in the tank. He kicks it out and starts flying towards the sandstorm. And as you get closer, you see Morbu getting a little bit more and more in view. And then like a sand whiff like sweeps in front of him and he's gone. And then before you is this massive sandstorm. As far as you can see down the horizon on either end. And Umbra like hesitates for a second and you kick in. And the two of you keep riding straight towards the sandstorm. And right as it whooshes towards you, breaking up the ground, ripping up the sand, it parts around you. The wind doesn't buffet you. The sand doesn't assault you. It just lets you through. And Umbra stops. Like, she, like Umbra flinches. He flinches when the sand is about to hit. And then it doesn't hit. And he stops and he's confused. And I would like you to roll survival. Great. Uh, I'm going to use two grit to play to the gallery. Okay. That is six hits. Right. You don't know what to do. You watch as the sand whirls around you. Umbra looks up to you for guidance. And you feel... You like kind of calm yourself and you hear the wind around you and you feel a pull in a certain direction. Mm. And so gently you tap Umbra and guide him that way. And the two of you walk for a couple hours through the sandstorm, the wind echoing, oppressing the sounds around you, but never ever getting close to you. And as you travel, you start to realize the sun is rising. It's beginning to become brighter through the sandstorm. And finally, continuing to follow that pole, you start to hear some whispers. You feel a warmth ahead of you. And the sand begins to become thinner. You see glimpses of the sun ahead of you. Glimpses of something else. And you feel more than here. Water, a stream, a brook, a pond, you're not sure. And through the sand, you see glimpses of green, vegetation, here of all places in the southern badlands, lush, green, vibrant lands. And as the sands part, Kinsey McCharlotte, that is where your story will end. <laughs> Are you you're staying in Alanistead with uh the Yen family? 
If I'm invited. <laughs> uh, Leonard will say to you, you know, we don't have to. We can go wherever. I don't have another place to go. Do you? We can go anywhere. <laughs> I... It's your call. We can live in comfort with my mother and the estate. But I have a feeling it's going to be hard for us to rest. Kenzie's out going, Alana knows what. Roland's got a whole station to ride. Boy, I see it. We're the only two that can chase that son of a bitch down. Sorry. Three. Um, if you want to keep, if you want to drift, I'll go with you. I don't need, I have, I don't have anything. So, I mean, obviously I have. Kinsey and Roland, but they've got, they're going to find what makes them happy. And I've kind of got that. So if you want to go, I'm there. <laughs> he puts a hand on your shoulder and goes, yeah, but what do you want? Want to rest for once in your life? I don't know. Do you not want to stop? I can't quite get a read on you, Pex. One way or the other. But whatever it is you want, if you're willing, I'm there by your side. <sighs> I don't have no fancy ring right now. Don't have no ghost ring, that's for sure. <laughs> that's probably good. But, uh... Well, I wasn't sure what it was you wanted, and I didn't want to impose. But I want you to know, you want to live your own life separate from the ends, I understand. You want to live life with the Yens at the estate? I also understand. And he leans in a little closer and he goes, and anything in between. I'm there for it. I'm there for you. You just point the way.
I can't. So I guess it's weird because I have, it's been a really long time since I've kind of really been able to make my own decisions. And and the thing is, is that, like, God, I hate to say it, but that woman judge kind of got in my head a little bit. And she, um, I don't know if I, <laughs> the thing is, is that I kind of love you, is the thing. And I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's, do you, because I, I have this baby, but. Well, gotta come clean with you, Miss Davison. I lied about the ring. He like reaches in his jacket, drops to a knee, pulls out a ring. <laughs> Be yours if you want it. <laughs> I know one hell of a triptych preacher lives in the Badlands on a nice commune. You could ride there, be there in the next week, get married. Yeah. Yes. Stands up and slides the ring on your finger, holds your hand. You're lucky I didn't pick your pocket. <laughs> Gives you a kiss <laughs> and pulls it back and goes, I would roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you another kiss and then goes, So what'll it be? Nice, wholesome life? A life you deserve? One of ease? Or the drift? I can lay this down. My feud with Nash, I can lay it down in a heartbeat. Live a life with you. <laughs> um, why not a compromise? We've got time. A little bit. Eight months, maybe? <laughs> Why don't we see if we can find him before he finds us? And then we'll, and then we'll go from there. It can be an extended honeymoon. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> Let's take care of this first. He like taps the ring, gives you another kiss. 
hops on the horse and helps you on. You two ride off. <laughs> the Pax? That's where your story will end. But did we find it? <laughs> Roland! We've hit most of your story. You're able to give a great endorsement for Harry. Given the fact that you rolled six rolls in your connections before. It was eight. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're able to secure her. She puts the mayor of Waypoint to shame. As she becomes the youngest elected official in the Badlands. Second, or uh, first place, stealing first place from Alex Graves, the mayor of Waypoint, who became the mayor, I believe, at the age of 20. Harry takes her place. And... During the celebration, drinks are had. She gives you a very nice speech about how she'd be nowhere without you. And about how she intends to carry on the legacy that you taught her, you and uh, Patience Davison and Kinsey McCharlotte, all heroes of Tobias Station. As the party starts to dwindle down, you do hear a roaring of engines in the evening outside of Tobias Station. Harry, um, that's, uh, that's my cue. Well then, up to it, you're done here. Alright, two quick things. One, I do consider you a daughter. Two, if they get uppity, threaten them with me. <laughs> Just you? I'm doing the whole trio. Smart. You're great. <laughs> You're gonna do great. You don't need me. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, as you go to walk away, she grabs your lapel, pulls you towards her, and uh, angles up to give you a kiss on the cheek. She, like, taps you on the chest and goes, Thank you, Roland. If you pass... Kinsey or Pax along the way? I'm gonna stop by. Tell him I love him. I will. Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> you are dismissed. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I turn on my heel and I go and I like am taking off my suit. And just like leaving the like fineries of it on my way to grab my jacket. Um, the like dark leather, this I think it was like slate gray. Yeah, slate gray. That that slate gray jacket on my way to uh the stables. Yeah. You come through the stables from like the back end and you rush through. So that way the stable doors can open up and you wheel out. Like full speed, ramping up out of the uh, out of the stables, you land and skid to a halt in the King Slayer, and you look out your window and you see Red Wheel there on the uh, uh, like 
right in front of the, the pack, looking at you. You look at her. She revs her engine. And then she gives you the exact same wink that she gave you last time the two of you raced. And Roland, I'd like you to roll drive for me. Uh, my high is a 13. And Roland, that's where we're going to end your story. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we end this campaign. That's it. Season one. (laughs) Done. Crazy. I have Uh, one regret that I never got to tell Tusk. I really think it should be ride or die. (laughs) <laughs> you got time now <laughs> alright sweet okay we do have a couple uh, questions uh, in the discord for the finale if any of you have questions in the chat we're going to answer those too I know we went a little late this time but it's the finale of course we are um, um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass attention over to Addy for a second I got to step away for a second to take care of the dog um, so, uh, uh, Addy, if you can pull up the discord and yeah, uh, pitch the question, it. I'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> um, so our first question is from Argetlam, um, uh, who asks with this season coming to a close, which of the characters we've built would you guys actually play by way of a reminder? We have Captain America and the Avengers. Uh, Solid Snake, Raiden, Kevin McAllister, Luca Ash Tier, uh, Tom Nook, Larry Solo Wing, Pixie Folk, Sid Highwind, Jason Voorhees, Gomez Adams, Annie Belmont, um, Samus Aaron, Mando, Amuro Ray, Darkwing Duck, Doctor Doom, Spider Man 2099, um, Agent 47, and two varieties of Santa Claus and Clive. Winslet. And those are the ones that uh, they can remember. So if you remember any others that you would play, what are they? Um, I have actually played essentially Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that one for sure. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a small maybe slight spoiler holiday surprise. I, no, no, go for it. I yeah. did build Santa Claus. <laughs> and we're 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 putting the finishing touches on it now. Um, and we will be making it available soon. Yep. For everyone who wants to bring the big red man into their game. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that actually really intrigues me, um, though. It would have to be some time before I played it because of how similar it is to Roland mechanically. Tom Nook seems real fun. Just like <laughs> a very friendly but simultaneously like hyper predatory lender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Seth? Uh, I think it'd definitely either be Kevin McAllister or Darkwing Duck. Man, you said the two that I was totally the most <laughs> excited about as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Duck. Duck. 
Stop it, Seth. I'll add a I'll add an Iron Man in there because that's what I Addy can attest to this. It's the character I'm literally always trying to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, also um uh as far as any of the other ones go. I know that um, this isn't a list and we didn't make them, but she's kind of close to. Um, so uh, I would definitely do Wednesday Adams because that would be amazing. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, also um, uh, um, like Sabine Wren or uh, oh. Like any of the like owls from from you know the Star Wars, hmm. um, any of any of those girlies, I would definitely play as well. Um, yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah, because Mandalorian, you know, it's just good, and they're so they have such cool stuff. It's like high tech, you jet know, jetpack gunslinger. What's not to like? Yeah. Right. Also, oh those gosh. those jet jetpack fist fights are the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. rad. Yeah. And for some reason, um, uh, uh, I can't think of her name right now, which is Bo-Katan. There we go. I got it. But, like, I would definitely play Bo-Katan because she is rocking. The the difference between Bo-Katan and Sabine being that Sabine has bombs. Yeah, it's it's the bombs. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and they're essentially Mando with, you know, slight differences. It's it's what's your Neapolitan flavor of Mando? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With bombs, without bombs, with spear, without spear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, also Sabine gets the dark saber. Plus or minus dark saber. And actually, they all have the dark saber. Mm. It's the three Mm. people who get the dark saber other than um, uh, John Favreau. What's his name? He's a. You're talking about Vizsla, pre Vizsla? Vizsla, yeah, it's um Prey Vizsla. Um, uh, he also has the dark saber, but it's a bad guy. <laughs> so that'd be cool. This too. is a Bo-Katan house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katie Sack, grab your gun and bring in the cat. Is that what it is? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. continue. Uh, you're muted. Tell me. Uh, well, I'm not muted for the stream, so it's just yeah. you and the stream. Yeah. Yes. We're just going to hang out together. GM Sorry, was... I was having a moment with the stream because they could hear me and you couldn't. Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't That's... like that. No. <laughs> what are you telling them about us? That's a good way to tell the stream secrets that the players can't hear. Oh my gosh, doing like asides like and also. Just so you all know. <laughs> <laughs> we addressing uh, Argit Lam's question in the Discord? Yeah, yeah. we've all yeah, gone yeah, over yeah. ours, so it's just up to you now. I'm a, uh, there's a few in there that I've made characters similar to. Like I've made, I've made a solid snake character. I've made uh, a Hawkeye character. Um, it's pretty easy to do in manifest. You just have a bunch of different types of projectile ammo, and they're very good with a bow. Um, uh, that was such a fun character, and it was so much overkill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I also like looking at the list. I do also really like Samus Iran. Um, uh, feel like some power armor with like an internal gun would be fun for like a bounty hunter to just be like, Hey, I have like the best gear. (laughs) 
and then uh and then just kind of going with that i think that would be my immediate answer um yeah okay so if the if the three of you uh answered uh the discord question i don't see any new ones in the chat but for fans of Essential NPCs, you will remember at the end of every series, we did ask a question specifically of the castmates. And that question is, what was your favorite part? <laughs> there's, there's, there's so much. I'll, there's so I'll, much good stuff. I'll go first because mine is actually something that the fans didn't see, but is like extremely related to things that they did see after the bird incident for like <laughs> two weeks me and tommy when like we were at work together i would just be like bird almost got me and he'd respond with like bird almost got you <laughs> <laughs> much of the My confusion of her co-workers <laughs> My 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 favorite part remains to this day that I am the only person that Tommy has ever killed in an RPG, and he's done it to me twice, and almost did it a third time on accident. <laughs> yeah, there's some. No, sorry, he has he killed Addy once. That was different. That was different, <laughs> and you know it. I did kill Addy once, but it was it was a mutual de decision to serve uh, the narrative. Fives across the board does not work. <laughs> it just doesn't just like mm -hmm. i think i might want to play a different character and i was like everyone here needs an agent colson to ra uh, to rally I around play agent colson yeah. and it was great <laughs> i on the other hand have been killed in the line of duty twice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, i think my favorite part is probably uh our vomit soaked zimbalis versus a jackalope <laughs> i <laughs> loved that race just just so much <laughs> i was so ready for the man versus machine angle and then it was like the, the classic man versus stink <laughs> <laughs> it was the classic he poisoned jackalope fuck that dude <laughs> Just such such an absolute classic. Like uh, players are like, "Oh, look at this cool moment! Let's make everyone vomit." <laughs> <laughs> you tell me there's stink bombs in this world that make people throw up. I want some of that shit. <laughs> God, uh, it was so great. I was it was so great trying to that narrate was such that a good moment. session. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I did really like the moment, like just before that session too, where uh, everything lined up perfectly, right? Where Roland had learned just enough because of Pax's efforts to be able to turn Red Wheel at exactly the most dramatic moment possible. And it wasn't one of those situations where like the characters knew and like the dramatic moment happened later. It's very rare in an RPG where the information hits just at the dramatic moment <laughs> a yeah. lot of times it like hits and then like the moment happens following that where like everyone involved knows all the information that's pertinent and it moves forward um but uh but in that instance it was like a perfect like every like all the narrative moments hit at exactly the right time to make that that situation where kinsey was able to challenge his father to zimbalas and his father was unable to wriggle his way out of it 
like culminated, like punctuated by the fact that it's like it didn't work when he tried to like blow Kinsey off. It didn't work when he tried to rope Red Wheel in, and then he turned to the crowd, and then Pax is like, "I've spent episodes making everyone here fear me and go with whatever <laughs> I say." Zimbalis, Zimbalis, <laughs> and everyone was just like, "Yeah, okay, sh- boss is saying Zimbalis, yeah, so we're yeah. saying Zimbalis." Oh, <laughs> uh, it was such a good payoff for everything in that camp. <laughs> it's the best um, yeah. we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the cleanest. <laughs> yeah. Um. Shoot. Well. There's a lot of moments that I think are like really cool that happened. Um and I always hedge and, and pick like three different moments. <laughs> um but like um all of the set pieces were so fun for me in particular because they were built for packs. So like you know, I, I still think about the like, you know, like Black Widow-esque, like jumping from one helicopter and like landing on another and then like stabbing that guy and like jumping out and then, uh, and <laughs> or like, you know, just being like with the net shot, just being like, no, stop, no, stop. And with, um, the, what, oh, shoot, what's his face? Carver the, Barkley. Yeah, Carver Barkley. Um I wonder how he's doing. He play drunk somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, got released in the world with more money than he deserved. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's so many moments, and there's a lot of Pax moments that I really love. Which, of course, because you know I played her, like the moment where um, uh, the the like hand held out with pack to packs by Rufus at the, like in the tent, like, and then being like, Oh my God, do I, what do I do? Like, I love that. Um, and, but I think that hilariously, I think the thing that I do, God, it's kind of a tie. Um, but I think the moment that I love the most happened in like episode like three, um, which is Pax sneaks into to where their the dead man's gang is keeping Leonard Yen. Um, is and uh, about a lost episode here. Yeah, I know. Uh, and she she uh, is like she holds out some lockpicks and is like. What what does it do? Or what's inside? Because they didn't know what was in the box yet. Uh for, that yeah. was ended up being the guns. And uh and then Leonard was like, um, where is it? And she didn't answer and he didn't answer, but he took the lock fix that eventually allowed him to escape. And it was like such a good like moment. It is a lost episode now that I think about it. Um, but it was like it was like tense and perfect because he didn't know if it was a trap and she didn't know what was going on because he was just going to arrest her again. And it was amazing. Um, but my favorite through thread is um, Munson Spice. 
It's a nice spice. Nice <laughs> um, and I can't wait to add that to the like lore of Manifest. Is, uh, I, I want to make like a Munson Spice shirt. I can't wait for their next spice, which we have talked about, but I don't know if the world is ready for. <laughs> I'll, I'll share it with the world. The world is uh, uh, it's Munson Caliente, a not so nice spice. <laughs> 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 yep yep that's that's what it is that's definitely what it is yeah yeah i'm i'm into it hey do you guys think umbras is still uh who's running umbras nobody it's, it's an orphanage oh yeah that's right there's no bar there i guess anymore <laughs> god i hope not <laughs> bar for Drunk the kids running around that's right yeah, yeah yeah there's the there's the orphanage i did briefly for I got really excited because up to this point, I was like, I don't know who the fuck's going to run Umbra's. Right. The answer is no. Pax Lightfoot Memorial Orphanage because Pax Lightfoot is dead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we've had a hell of a run here in in campaign one, uh, but the story of Manifest is not yet told. And it will continue in 2021. With campaign two. Oh my god, you guys, the characters are so fucking cool. <laughs> I'm really excited to share them. We too, will have yeah. characters, we will have character art. It will all come to fruition, I believe, at the very beginning of February. Yep. First Tuesday of February. That's when you're gonna get to see the new cast and all the fun characters they've brought to the stream. <laughs> um thank you all so much for watching and uh if you haven't already uh hit the follow button if you can hit the subscribe button um if you have any episodes that you missed in the past go to our youtube uh manifest search manifest the rpg on youtube you'll find uh, a whole playlist of manifest actual play uh uh that will um, in short order, have every episode that has aired, well, every episode that has aired and been retained. There's a few missing episodes, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but uh, uh, altogether, you can catch up on old episodes you missed. Um, we've had a ton of fun playing. Hopefully, you guys have had fun watching as well. And also, hit us up on our social media, um, specifically uh, look to like Twitter and Facebook. Uh, manifest the rpg on facebook manifest rpg on twitter uh we are going to be pumping up any teasers we can pitch out prior to season two um as well as um if we're able to put together any sort of um uh, special content during the month of january that is where we will be advertising it as well as the kickstarter excuse exclusive discord um yeah what you got uh the only thing else the only th- other thing is um we are we might be releasing not only santa but maybe pax kinsey and roland's character sheets at the end uh so uh keep an eye out on our social media for that as well it may not be like tomorrow but it will be pretty soon so yeah right. keep an eye out for those and just like that great things must come to an end at some point uh, I'm glad to have told this story with the three of you, and I'm excited to tell more stories with you. Yes. And we hope you all are able to join us in February. Um, uh, but for now, we'll have one final spin 
with a good old song called Waypoint by our very own Seth Lilly. This one? What? <laughs> Take it away, Seth! <laughs> 